get me anything. So you know what? A while ago, I watched the entire McMahon family come out in this ring and say, hey, right now, from now on, we're going to listen to the fans and give the audience what they want. But the only thing that's happened since then is Shane McMahon has gotten more power, more authority, and more TV time than anyone. And trust me when I say that nobody watching ever wanted that. You know, now we have to sit back every week on every show and listen to Shane McMahon call himself the best in the world. And every time that happens, that makes me sick. We might have the biggest weekend of wrestling of the year coming up. It's the Chick Foley show. It's the hot take kid here in the Jimmy's famous seafood studios. Fucking flying here will not leave me alone. It's been here for like a week. Jesus Christ. Sheena, help me. <laughs> I can't help you. Yeah, I, I, I can barely help myself at this point. So, uh, <laughs> you know, helping helping others right now is uh, is not happening. Yeah, you're flying solo. I'm recovering from a long holiday weekend. Hopefully everyone had a, a safe and happy uh, 4th of July. I had a, a damn good time. And uh, now we're here to talk about a weekend full of wrestling action. Sheena, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good weekend. You know, I mean, it's nothing that's like, you know, it's not one of the big four pay-per-views or anything like that. But um, we just have an exciting an exciting week. You know, we're really kind of seeing the, the competition, like, kind of fuel up a little bit. You know, seeing that we have so much going on, right? I mean, like, literally, we just had Fighter Fest. And AEW's like, you know, they're like, well, damn, we can crank out more shows. So they're doing Fight for the Fallen. Um, we have Extreme Rules. And we have the 10th Anniversary Evolve show coming up this weekend. So lots of lots of stuff to watch. And we'll have lots of stuff to cover on next week's show. So I'm pretty pumped. I'm sad the heel husband is gone. He's my, he's my wrestling buddy, you know, wrestling watching buddy now. You know, I mean, he's always been. But especially now, like, we get to watch wrestling sans the baby face like we get to put him to bed and then watch wrestling which is like a whole whole new thing for us you know like we were so used to having him and entertaining him and Juggling, you know, having yeah one person yeah. watch him and you know yeah yeah having having nap time somewhere in, in the middle of a pay-per-view you know but now it's like we get to like chill and kick back and like watch watch uninterrupted but he is unfortunately out to out in the middle of the ocean on a ship so he's gonna be missing all the all the fun this this weekend well, hopefully he's listening to us. Hopefully he's Wi-Fi out there because uh, we have dropped a couple new things on our Patreon page. You can find that at patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. I wrote an article with my dream AEW versus WWE card and uh, the top 10 worst wrestling shirts of all time. So I've, I've been busy on the internet tonight, this week, Sheena. That's awesome. Yeah, not only have you been... Um you know, doing that, you freaking been fighting off all the Twitter trolls. So, man, I commend you for for all the work that you've oh, been putting God. in. Don't get me started <laughs> on those people. The salt, sure. salt of the earth, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Uh, Sheena has a bunch of unboxing videos coming up soon. As she hinted on her Instagram today, a bunch of stuff that she needs to unbox. Yeah. Uh, I put an unboxing video for Retro Series 10, uh, at least half of it, because I got a phone call halfway through, so I'm trying to post the other half tonight. And uh, we have a bunch of new content, articles, videos, and new episodes going on up there. Uh, so check it out. It starts at a dollar per month. You get our show notes sent to your email inbox every single week. And uh, yeah, we have we have a cool community on Facebook that you can join where people can 
buy and sell figures and we kind of uh do some wrestling chit chat all throughout the day instead of doing our real jobs so uh it's been pretty fun sheena yeah i love the facebook page that was definitely a great addition to the you know to the patreon fam um i think it's just a great way for all of us to stay connected i mean because even though like you know facebook i mean i don't feel like it's like a dying social media platform i feel like you know there's i mean everybody has a facebook i feel like um but you know i think more people have navigated to different platforms but facebook is just so easy to keep up with it's so user-friendly it's so just like streamlined and it's been a lot of fun over there just like kind of like getting to know those guys and just talking all the wrestling things with them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You can follow us on uh, social media. The show's Twitter account is at Chick Foley show. You can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley and the best place to uh, send us a question or a comment or a concern. It's ask Chick Foley at gmail.com ringside collectibles is a proud sponsor of our show. You can use now code Chick Foley for 10% off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can actually get, Sheena, I'm not very good at math, but you can get 30% off. You do three orders and you get 10% off each order. That's 30% off. So, you know. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. That, no, it, that is how it works. Yeah, I, don't I, think it, I don't think it compounds like that. You're doing some, uh, <laughs> Ste- some Steiner math, some I wrestle to, math. I, yeah, I went to private school. Trust me. I know my shit. I know my shit. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, they have a bunch of, you know, ringside collectibles doesn't deal with, uh, you know, Barbie dolls and all the other kind of, uh, toys that are out there. They're strictly wrestling figures. Uh, they are the best place to get stuff. I mean, they're on what elite 70 and we still haven't seen elite 67 in stores. So, I mean, you're going to pay a little bit extra, but, uh, trust me, if you, if you want something, if you need it, it use their 10% off code and, yeah. and make, make sure you get it. They know their stuff. Uh, our friends over at Collar and Elbow are the same way, uh, but for apparel, and we love them. It's collarandelbowbrand.com. It's uh, code CHICK for 10% off there, so check them out. We love their uh, stuff. And then our shirts are available on prowrestlingtees.com. We have a new one dropping in the next couple weeks. Oh, I can't wait. Our friend Extra Cooler is putting that together for us. Hopefully I can uh, get him to do that before he goes on vacation, but no promises uh, you know, that's, that's a higher priority than making a, a wrestling shirt for a podcast. I think. <laughs> for, for sure. The, the extra cooler has a lot of irons in the fire. He does a lot of things. So, uh, I, he, he has a well-deserved vacation, I'm sure. Uh, so let's get into it. We have, uh, a huge weekend of wrestling and we're not going to do our normal raw and SmackDown recap Sheena like we normally do because the number one, not much happened. Number two, a lot of that stuff will come up as we now, uh, preview extreme rules this weekend and it feels like we just left stomping grounds but the card yeah. the card here for extreme rules is, sh- is shaping up pretty nicely yeah i actually i mean i like um i'm really into it you know i mean extreme rules is just one of those pay-per-views that we you know we have every year and nothing you know i don't want to say nothing crazy ever happens but it's just one of those that kind of comes and goes and then you're like okay like let's let's get to SummerSlam, you know um but we do have some really really interesting matchups here you know and i'm i'm excited to break these down all right let's start at the at the beginning here and this is a tag match we've been wanting to see for a long time the revival and the usos uh wait a minute am i on the right thing here yeah i'm on the right thing here yeah why why does this say defeated why is this already giving me the results of the show Freaking Wikipedia. Okay, never mind. 
We'll cut this out. We'll cut this out. That's why, that's why we need to get the intern. We we need to make we have an announcement coming a little bit later about the new intern for our show. <laughs> he has been he has been named he or she has been named. Oh and my uh, this is where we would help us. But yeah, Wikipedia is messing me up here because it says I think you you just had too many beers and hot dogs in the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. You're still it's coming off that uh you know off that high. So yeah, we got, we got revival versus Usos. Um, hope, I mean, we do know as wrestling fans, hold on, uh, cover your ears and let, if you're a kayfabe only that the, the, the outcomes are predetermined, but I mean, I don't think Wikipedia is going to be updated just yet with the, uh, with the current results. No, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. But this is a match we've been wanting to see for a long time. And, um, I'm hoping that the revival hold on to these belts for a little bit longer. Cause it's been like a hot potato mess over there on raw. What, what do you see mm-hmm. happening with this one? Yeah, I, I see uh, the revival retaining. I, I mean, I think they're, you know, like I said, I just think they're kind of primed to be those like long term champions. The Usos have had, you know, several title runs. Um, I love me some Usos. Don't get it wrong. Um, and I mean, if they become the the new Raw Tag Team Champions, I'm not going to be mad at. It. This is one of those matches that either way it shakes out, um, I'm going to be I'm going to be stoked. But um, I do in my heart, I believe I'm picking the revival for this one. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a banger of a match. Like. I'm just excited to see these four guys go head to head. Yeah, me too. And uh, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping the revival holds on. I think they will. I think, you know, beating the Usos would really legitimize them as a, you know, top notch mm-hmm. tag team in the eyes of, you know, the common fan. I think most, you know, hardcore smarts already know that these guys can go from yeah. watching them in, in NXT. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go revival here. You feel the same way? Yeah, think about how far these guys have come. You know what I mean? Like it was like you know not in the too distant past that these guys weren't even on our television screen at all. You know, and now they're the the champs taking yeah. on the the Usos. So that's that's super exciting. And uh, like I said, I'm pumped for this match. Um, I, I'm going with the revival. I'm picking the revival on this one, just like you. So, yep, that's who I got. Cool. Uh, after that, we have a last man standing match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. I feel like we've seen this. Uh, a thousand times now but i don't know what they're going to do in this match to kind of you know bring you know, take it up and you know another notch you know i don't really mm-hmm. uh, i'm this is going to be a bathroom break match after you know it's maybe the second match on the card but still um i, I have no interest in this match at all i don't you know I mean, I think it'll be okay. Um, it's just it's just one of those matches. I mean, these are two big guys. These are two behemoths. You know it's not going to be anything like super crazy. Like, I mean, if Braun goes off, like, I don't think yeah, he's too banged up. I don't, he's not going to go off the top rope or anything like that. I think it's just going to be one of those things where they just, like, literally beat the hell out of each other. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, they are in Philadelphia where things tend to get extreme. So we might, you know, we might see some interesting stuff come out of it. Um, I mean, there's, there's no, uh, not stipulations. There's no, um, titles on the line here. So I think I'm going to go with Braun Strowman to win this one. I don't know though, but I mean, they had, did you see, they had Bobby Lashley come out and like freaking squash Ray Mysterio. Uh, I just couldn't yeah, What was that? God. Like Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio comes out and says, from you know, it, coming uh, back from injury. Coming back from injury, former champion. Let me just remind you that before he went out on injury, he was the United States champion. So he was a champion and, you know, a highly decorated, um, you know, member of the the WWE superstars. And I mean, like, let's let's freaking be real here. Like Bobby Lashley just came out and like squashed him like a bug. 
you know, and I'm, it was just not a good look. It didn't do anything for Bobby. It didn't do anything for Ray. Um, it could have been any jobber or any other superstar in that position. Um, so why they chose to do that to Ray Mysterio, like, I don't know if they thought it was going to give Bobby some momentum going into extreme rules, but to me, it was just kind of like, I was just confused. I didn't know why they did it. I thought it made Ray look like shit. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're kind of telegraphing that Bobby's going to win, but I'm going to go with Braun on this one. Yeah, I'm going Braun too. I got to think whoever wins this, they're going to try to position as like kind of another big time challenger for Seth before, you know, as kind of a, you know, someone oh, for him God, to beat. I hope not. Are you I mean, kidding? Who, who, who is Seth? I mean, he can't keep fighting Baron Corbin. Who is he going to fight next on Raw? AJ? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't. I mean, it it can't be one of these guys. Like, I mean, that I, I would prefer him to keep fighting Baron Corbin as to opposed to fighting fighting Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. This seriously, like that. Really? That is no, wow. That is, and that is a strong. That is a strong statement for me. Um, I just. I just, I don't have, these guys do not do anything for me. Like poor Braun. I just feel like he, he's not the, the beat or the monster that he once was. Um, he just does nothing for me. Neither one of these guys have great mic skills. Um, other than just being like physically impressive, like, you know, as far as like just being physical specimens, um, there's nothing there. You know, like these, these are the guys that need a manager. These are the guys that need, you know, someone to, you know, talk for them. Like, you know, Bobby needed Leo Rush. Braun needs a, a Paul Heyman, right? Um, a, alone, these guys, I don't want to see them anywhere near the uh, the main event picture. Put Selena Vega with Bobby Lashley. Do, do something. I mean, yeah, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. Braun Strowman was white hot a year and a half ago. And they mm-hmm. did nothing with him as far as getting him in a title picture. And now he's, you know, almost on the pre-show in a match that's going to be, you know, the slow-mo match of the night. And yeah. no one gives a shit about it, which is a shame. You know, he can he can still go and he can still be, you know, what Big Show was in his prime. He's just a shit-kicking, big-ass heel. But uh, I don't know, you know, and I don't even think he's like, I don't think, kids don't cheer him anymore it's just you know it's no just not... he just needs he just needs to be a big brooding like like you said he just needs to be a big silent monster like that's when he like he when he just looks at you and stares at you and intimidates you like that's when bronze at his best when he's saying like you're gonna get these hands i'm gonna take you out like that I mean I, I I'm just like oh my god like shut up you know what I mean so he needs someone to speak for him and he just needs to be the force that like comes out and does the dirty work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think a heel turn from him would be well accepted. And uh, maybe even throw yeah. these guys in a tag team together and let them run roughshod or something. I don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, kind of like the bar did when they were you know before they joined up together they were feuding back and forth. Uh, Ricochet defends the U.S. title against former world champion AJ Styles, which you know, we we got this match last week on Raw, and it was damn good. But I think this mm-hmm. this should take it to another level, and this should be, you know, I was hoping they would hold this for SummerSlam, but uh, I'm interested to see what they do here. 
Yeah, you know, I I wish they wouldn't have had them fight um, the other night. I wish they would have just saved it and had them meet up for the first, you know, for the first time. Truly, you know, in this in this new situation where AJ's a heel and Ricochet's a face um, on Extreme Rules, I would have been more excited to see it. Obviously, this is going to be a killer match. Both of these guys are incredible. There's no there's no denying that um, both of these guys are going to put on a freaking show. But um, Again, I wish the first time we were seeing this new this new um, version of AJ. Well, not new version. I mean, I love I love heel AJ. Like, can I just say on the record that I'm so happy to have heel AJ back? Like, oh, it's so refreshing. Oh, it it's, had to happen. I think it was you know perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, it was perfect timing, and I like that. Not only did they turn him heel, they realigned him with you know Gallows and Anderson. Um, you know, I'm now I'm just waiting for that Finn heel turn um, because I've never I've never seen a a heel Finn. I don't know if in other promotions if he if he had a heel gimmick. Um, you know, but I uh, I don't think he did. I think he's always I think he's always been a face. Of, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what comes of. Uh, you know, the AJ, AJ Styles faction, the, uh, the new and improved bullet club. Obviously they can't call it the bullet club, but do we not, do we not have a Finn Balor Nakamura match on this card? I thought, I thought we were going we to. We do. Yeah, we do for okay. the, it's yeah, it's for the intercontinental, uh, for the intercontinental title. Fucking Wikipedia is two strikes now. Wikipedia. Oh Actually, maybe it's just a prediction. I thought maybe they, um, I mean, I thought they had set it up, but maybe I thought I'm so wrong. too. Yeah. But I mean, then they wrestled last on Tuesday too. Well, they definitely should because Finn Balor. We'll just go ahead and get into that. Finn Balor has not, um, has he hasn't had any meaningful feuds since becoming Intercontinental Championship. Like he's just kind of been like floating in the background. Um, so he needs to do something with it. And I think having him and Nakamura on Extreme Rules could definitely be the start of something amazing. Yeah, the guys over at uh, Our Vantage Point Podcast, we've talked about them before. If you don't listen to their podcast, you really should. I highly recommend it. But they do kind of a, a top 10 and a bottom 10 rankings you know, every like 10 episodes. And right now they're doing the, the best and the worst Intercontinental Champions of all time. And it's an awesome, it's an awesome listen every couple of weeks when they, when they add a couple new names to the list. And, you know, there's some guys that you would think had a great run as the Intercontinental Champion, but they didn't face anybody. And that's what's going on right now with Finn Balor. We talked about after recapping with Marco, after recapping WrestleMania, man, this is going to you know breathe some life into this Intercontinental Championship. And they have done less than zero with it, right? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's been it's been pretty crazy, um, honestly. Like, because I mean, you like you said, you kind of brought up a good point there that you know you see Finn and you see Finn with the title, and you just kind of like in your mind, without really thinking about you know the the actual statistics or you know the numbers or anything like that or the matchups. Like you're like, oh man, like he's a good champion, you know, like he he makes for a good champion. But then you're like, but what has he actually really done, you know? And I think that that's that's a big thing with Finn, and I think that's a big thing with all of the mid card championships right now. Like you know the the u.s title and the intercontinental title they really they've really lost a lot of their clout because they've just been hot potatoed around no one's had meaningful feuds no one's had meaningful um you know title reigns and like we talked about on um one of our patreon episodes like that's one thing that wwe needs to be better at is just making these titles matter right let's get rid of some of the excess titles right um and make the titles that we have meaningful and i think just by eliminating like a set of you know having one 
WWE tag champion, one women's WWE tag champion. There's no need to have a SmackDown and a Raw, especially now that it is like there's no there's no wild card apparently anymore, and there's no like you know technically there's no brand split anymore. Um, why do we have separate tag titles for each show? You know, why do we have separate women's championships for each show? I think it's I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, if you go back in the archives on our Patreon account, we did a uh, you know top ten ways to uh, improve the WWE product, and that's what we talked about. I mean, how how often do we see the iconics on on television? How often do we see Finn Balor defending the Intercontinental Title? It's just you know, there's I I know it just makes them mean, meaningless at some point when 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 the Intercontinental Title isn't defended on every pay per view. You know, it's like. What the fuck? Why even have it? What is it? What yeah. is even? What is even the point? Is he even defended it on on SmackDown? I don't think. Well, um, shoot, I can't even. I can't remember. But I like the thing about it is, is I don't even think it has to be like you said. I don't think it has to be defended on every pay per view. But you have to do some title defenses on regular weekly television. You know, they they save all of that. Like they'll they'll have all of the you know non title matches and the build up matches going up into the pay per view, and then you know it's it's for the title at the pay per view. But at the same time, like make it make the product interesting to watch and have title changes on the weekly television. You know, I think that's so that's so so important in making people tune in and making people stay tuned in, right? Because you're not going to watch that third hour of Raw before Extreme Rules because you know nothing's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, okay, well, you know, nothing, we're just going to have more of the same. Um, And it was exactly that. You know, I I felt like for the go home shows before a pay-per-view, both of these shows kind of fell short. You know what I mean? Um, There was nothing that was like truly made me like hooked in to watch extreme rules. Um, I mean, overall they were okay shows. They've been, they've been better in the last couple of weeks and they've been God, you know, all of 2019. But, um, I do feel like for, you know, if you're trying to promote this pay-per-view that they kind of did a poor job, like, you know, besides Kevin Owens and we, we, we'll touch on him in a little bit because Kevin Owens brought the F and house down at SmackDown just for the record. Yeah. That was the intro on the, uh, the show this week. And he, uh, he, he brought it. Yeah. I checked WWE.com. The Finn Balor match is not on, the card right now so well uh, i mean if it's not on there now yeah i mean yeah, i guess we're, uh, uh, days away so it's yeah. uh, uh let's keep it moving alistair black finally has an opponent uh oh, he's man. facing cesaro and the people were on, on twitter just praising this skit from tuesday night where cesaro shows up he's the one that's challenging alistair black which don't get me wrong this is gonna be a badass match these two are two of the best in this company in in the ring, but Cesaro in a white suit and pulls his s- s- slobbery mouth guard out to talk. Dude, dude, I mm-mm. awful. It, it, awful. it didn't. It did nothing for me. Okay, zero crowd reaction. I zero. Got, oh oh my gosh, it felt like like they like just sucked the energy out of the room because you saw you know like he was like you know you think maybe, maybe the person won't show up and we'll just have to find out at Extreme Rules right which, which I would have been better yeah that which would have been, been so much better even if Cesaro had showed up at Extreme Rules I think it would have been a better reaction than what happened on you know I think him showing up on Raw was just like such a like it was such a wet fart. You know what I mean? Like oh, it was. Here we it, go it, now. I had to get it Where's in. Where's the bell? I had to get it in. But it it literally was. Um, you know, if he, like, I feel like if Cesaro's music had just hit and he came out and fought fought Aleister Black at Extreme Rules, it would have been much much more well received. Um, I, nothing and. 
I got a lot of shit on Instagram for posting like that. I was underwhelmed by it and people were like, Oh, you know, Cesaro, everybody clamors for a Cesaro, um, main event push or, you know, a Cesaro push. And then when he finally gets pushed, you know, people want to say that it's underwhelming or, you know, this is going to be a great match. I never said it's not going to be a great match. Both Alistair Black and Cesaro are incredible wrestlers. I just feel like with all of this buildup that they've given us, I mean, Jesus Christ, how long has Alistair Black been doing these ominous promos backstage? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Cesaro was just not the not the most exciting choice for that. You know what I mean? And I, I get it that they probably don't want to put him, you know, with someone like Bray because Alistair can't afford to lose and neither Bray can't afford to lose either. So they put him with someone like Cesaro. So really they're going to put on an amazing match. Alistair Black's going to be able to show out because he's going to be able to step up to the level of Cesaro and Cesaro's going to be able to step up to the level of Alistair Black and they're they're both going to be amazing. It's going to be a great show from both of them. Um, and I'm sure Alistair Black is going to win. It doesn't take anything away from Cesaro. It doesn't take anything away from Aleister Black. Um, and it makes Aleister Black look good. But at the same time, like that, the the unveiling of it all, like you said, he comes and he's wearing a suit. He's wearing that goofy-ass mouth guard that still says the bar. Like, are you still a part of the bar, bro? Because I don't think the bar's a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Um, and, like, God forbid me. Like, God for, like, give me, I guess I should say. Um, like, the braces, man. Like... I can't take him seriously with those braces. Um, I know, I know he had some, you know, dental issues. He hit the turnbuckle and crammed his teeth up inside of his head. And I have all the sympathy for that. But you couldn't get some Invisalign, bro. Like you are on TV every seriously, single week. Yeah, Come you on, know man. what I mean. Like or or even like the clear braces. Is that still a thing? Like those are like the the braces that I had in 1995. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, they were and, cool because you could pick the different color bands that you wanted. You know, you can go with like, oh yeah, green I had band. Tur- yeah, I had turquoise and purple. I had some like Charlotte Hornets ass teeth. Oh, nice. when I was Grandma, when I was grandmama. Like, yeah, whenever I was in sixth grade, yeah. Um, but I mean, you're you're a grown man, and to all the grown men out there that got braces, listen, this is not a shade. This is not a, a dig against you. If you're out there and you got braces and you're trying to get your grill right. It's it's okay, right? I I totally respect that. I know Invisalign is expensive, um, and you know, so not every, it's not in everybody's budget to get their grill fixed with Invisalign. But Cesaro has the money, and he's on TV every week. You know what I mean? So, dude, don't be trying to make me feel all serious when you're out there looking like you know, freaking uh, Dustin from Stranger Things. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I just thought it was horrible. And then he then he proceeds to put the mouth guard back in. After he like, you know, he's sitting there looking all dumb and then he's like, you know, he goes like puts this the should, mouth. Guard, like, this should be a uh, saltwater taffy on a pole match. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you want to really fuck those braces up, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Eat some shit with some seeds in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's freaking hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be a good match. I got a lot of shit for saying it was going to be underwhelming. Let me just clarify. I thought the reveal was underwhelming. I feel like I would have been more excited to have a mystery, you know, reveal at at Extreme Rules. Yeah, but and, and Cesaro was just on Raw the the night before. I mean, he's been. He's, it's not a guy that we're you know we yeah. we, we see him wrestle every single week, and he's you know he's great in the ring. This is going to be a great match. I'm sure it's they picked him for Alistair to go over. I don't know who the heel or the face is in this match because Alistair has been. Yeah, been pretty heelish in his promos. I don't know if it really matters, but uh, I don't know who the fans are going to cheer for. I mean, it's just they're going to chill. For, I think they're going to cheer for Alistair. Um, you know, I think they're going to cheer for him. But um, 
I'm going to, this is probably going to be a hot take. I've said this before um, on multiple platforms that I can't remember if I've ever said it on this podcast before, but let me just say everybody like Cesaro is an amazing wrestler. I already put that out there, but he is not a main eventer as a solo star. Everybody's like, Oh, he deserves to be, you know, world champion and stuff. Oh, Cesaro. God, come on. No. C- Cesaro is, is good, but he just doesn't have the it factor. So, like he does not have it. Do you know what I mean? Like he does not have the AJ Styles or the Seth Rollins or the Roman Reigns. And like that's, that's okay, Sheena. It's okay it's to not okay. be like you know. There's only a, a handful of those guys in the world. Yes. Mr. Perfect never won a world title. Uh, Scott yes. Hall never won a world title. They can still be a, a you know. Not everyone is going to be a main event guy. I mean, yes. Kevin Owens is probably. And I wanted to talk about this later. I can't think of anyone better than Kevin Owens as far as on the mic and in the ring. And, you know, Cesaro can go, but he has nothing on the mic. And, you know, Enzo yes. Amore was the opposite. He he can go all day on the mic, but he w- was just awful in the ring. So you got to have a balance. And Cesaro just doesn't have it. He's been around long enough, and he's just – he's a great guy in the ring. He's a great wrestler. Yeah. Um, but if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Do you know what I mean? If I mean, it was going to happen. The bar is the best thing that ever happened to him. That was, that yes. was perfect. You know? And him, him and Tyson Kidd, he, he excels in the tag team scene. Him with the tag team partner, he is incredible. Like that is his sweet spot. You know what I mean? If he's going to be a solo star, he's never going to be anything more than a, a mid-card guy and he can be at the very top of the mid card. I'm not saying he's like a bottom mid card guy. He could be at the top of the mid card, but he's he is not going to break into that main event scene. Like you said he doesn't have the the smoothness on the mic. He doesn't have really anything interesting about him other than the fact that he can, you know, wrestle pretty good. You know, there's nothing interesting about Cesaro. Um, I mean, maybe he could be the first world champion with braces. I don't know. I don't, I would have to look back in the history books and see if there's ever been a, uh, a world champ. Why with, no? Uh, what was the kid that, uh, Braun Strowman tagged with? Nicholas. Yeah. He might've had braces. Nicholas. Yeah. I don't even think Nicholas had braces to be honest with you. Um, Cesaro, Cesaro is also perfect. If you need another guy for a, a money in the bank ladder match, cause he's going yes. to, he's going to go out and, and steal the show. Um, yes. you know, it's no shade on him, man. I mean, it's like, no, you know, not everybody can be freaking Mike Trout or, or, or Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's, but it's okay. Like you don't need to be the best, the, the, the very best. I'm not the very best at what I do. And you know, that is, yeah. And that's one of the biggest problems with wrestling fans is that everybody feels like their favorite guy should be the guy. And when he's not, or he or she, I guess I should say when he or she is not, then they're so butthurt. You know what I mean? They're so like, Oh my gosh, he's getting buried. I'm, and it's just not true. It's just that this guy is legitimately a, a mid Carter. Like that is his that is his ceiling. You know, maybe he could drop down to a smaller promotion. Like you know, if he goes to AEW or Ring of Honor, and he could be a champion there. But when he's in the big the big pond, he's not. You're, you're he's a small fish. You know, and I think um, people just need to accept that and like accept that sometimes your favorite guy is not going to be the guy um, or the man, as it were. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I, I guess we both have Alistair Black here. I think this is the beginning of a, a nice push for him. So, uh, yeah, we'll real see. quick, I'm going to interject this Extreme Rules preview. Um, you brought up Enzo Amore, which I thought was funny because right before I jumped on the show, I saw. Did you see that him and Joey Janela got in like supposedly a shoot fight 
at a Blink-182 Lil Wayne concert. Whoa. I, I knew it was a Blink-182 concert. Lil Wayne and Blink-182? What kind of what kind of concert is this? <laughs> First of all, who goes to a Blink-182 concert in yeah. 2019? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, it would probably be, I mean, it would be fun because I'd probably know the words of every song, but uh, I don't oh, know, yeah, if, I, I don't you know, know, know if I'd pay to see them at this point, I, you know? I mean, besides like all the small things, I don't even know that I, you know what what whether Blink One Eighty Two. Oh I'm so, come on, Sheena. I'm you, sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Seth, Seth, if Seth is listening, he's going crazy because I know he's a he's he's probably. Oh, what, what's my mark. what's my age again? Yep. That whole uh, album, that whole album was fire, and they've but, had some good songs since then. Can I can I remind you that album came out in 1999? That was 20 years ago, Phil. Yeah. Hey, Do you hey. know what I mean? That's 20 when, years ago. Uh, the guy in the main event, that's when he was good, and he's still fucking wrestling, Sheena. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you got me. You yeah. got me. But, yeah, um, um, if you haven't seen that. Anyway, I don't, why, why Joey Janela and Enzo Mori were at a Blink-182 Little Wing concert, that, that's their own business. But apparently after the show let out, they were in the you know parking lot. It's what it looked like. They were in the parking lot, and Joey Janelle was wearing these like obscenely skinny, skinny jeans. And Enzo Mori's telling him he's going to like you know uh, punch his punch his drunk ass out and beat his drunk ass up and all oh this stuff. God. And they, I don't think they ever really hit each other. From the video that I saw, they never even really no, like no. You know, locked locked up or anything. So which makes me feel like I feel like I'm getting worked here. You know, I mean, Enzo Mori's already done this once. You know, so I feel like I- I'm getting I'm getting worked. So. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to jump in if you hadn't seen that, um, you, you know, and you're you're interested in those types of things. You gave a hot take earlier. I'll give a hot take. I hate concerts. I hate them. <sighs> I yeah. Have, if I never went to another concert the rest of my life, I'd be perfectly fine. Now, when I'm there, then there's like an outdoor pavilion type of concert arena and like 20 minutes away from my house. And I'll go there, you know, if my wife wants to go see a concert. But I have never... I. I, I can never I'll, I'll go years without even thinking about a concert like the only thing I would think about and this sounds lame but if Elton John came around because I think he's on like a, a farewell tour yeah that would be something I'd want to see or like the Rolling Stones or something something you couldn't see like ever again but like yeah. I, I'm just not I just don't listen to much current music to, to even make me care about um, you know going to spend a hundred dollars on that yeah, I I don't I don't dislike concerts. I mean, you know, Hill Husband and I have been to a, like you know we've been to several concerts through over the you know past few years and how, stuff. How many that, Warp tours have you been to with Seth Phelps? <laughs> Zero. What? Zero. You I guys think, never went to the Warp tour. No. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? No, I did not go to Warp tour. That was um, like the like the emo ska. I thought he was into all that kind of music. I was I was no, we were not emo kids. We were athletes and like jocks and like oh, you know. Okay. Well, he yeah. was telling me he was a real big fish in Money Money Boston's Mark. So, well, no, Seth. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit about Heel Husband. Heel Husband is like the most as far as like his interests and stuff like that, he can tell you about any freaking thing. I told okay. you he has an, okay. an encyclopedic memory and he loves music. Like the, the man can tell you what album, who produced it, when it came out, where it went on the charts. Like the man is like a, my own personal Wikipedia. Um, and he, he is into a lot of different styles of music. Um, I would never consider him like, even if he did like that type of music, he was not never an emo kid you know what i mean okay, he may have okay. he may have listened to the, that genre of music but yeah but to get back to your point um concerts yeah i if, if i can have my own seat 
an assigned seat, I'm not going to a standing room only concert at, at 33 years old. Like F that if it, if it's standing room and I can't go get a beer and come back and sit in my own seat where I was sitting like, you know, 20 minutes before you can, you can F off. Like I'm not doing that, you know? So, and I'm not yeah. pushing through people to try to get to the stage. Like I, I'm too, I'm too old for that business. So yeah, if I'm going to a concert, it's gotta be, I gotta have a, uh, I gotta have a seat. Okay. Good take. Good take. Uh, yeah. Drew Gulak versus this, this is the most disjointed pay-per-view preview ever, but I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Drew Gulak defending the uh, cruiserweight championship against Tony Nese. Gulak the night before is battling Matt Riddle at the Evolve show. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I like Drew Gulak. I think he's, uh, I don't know, just a, a, a interesting character. He's different than all the other guys on, on, on 205 Live. I think he keeps it here. I don't know if there's a, a person, but last time we talked about this, we thought Tony Nese was going to keep it for quite a while, and Drew Gulak stole the title from him, so I don't know. True, but Gulak is the hometown boy, so I believe that you know if they're, they're going to let Gulak keep his uh, keep his championship in, in Philadelphia, so I'm going with Drew Gulak. Plus, um, I mean, the man has put in the work. Let him let him keep the damn title. You know what I mean? He's He's been hustling down there for, for a long time, so let's, let's let this guy have a nice little title reign. And according to uh, good brother Brandon, uh, who met Drew Gulak after the NXT show a couple months ago, he was the nicest dude of all time. So I gotta, I'm pulling, an- I'm pulling for him. Yeah, just another reason to root for him. Daniel Bryan and Rowan against New Day against Heavy Machinery in a triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We're almost all the way through this match, this card. What the fuck is extreme about this card? Um. Well, we did have that last man standing match. Oh God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Philadelphia is you know ECW is rolling in their grave when they see this. Like what? We have a no holds barred match, which you know I don't know what the difference between that and Extreme Rules is, but uh, that's coming up. But what? What? Why? Why even do? Why not? Like we said, was this last week we talked about doing like Bash of the Beach and all those, those yeah. cards? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that would be that would be much better. Is just do a summer themed pay per view here instead of extreme rules because this is, you know, this is going to be a good card, but there's nothing extreme about anything happening here. Yeah, um, it, it it doesn't make sense. I mean, to be quite honest with you, um, so yeah, there's not a lot of extreme things happening, and I mean, we're we're, we're leaving the PG era behind apparently. So why why can't we just kick it up a notch and get a little bit? Get a little bit extreme, not not so extreme that we're taking unprotected headshots um, and like throwing people down on tacks. Like I don't feel like we need to go no. to go that far. We don't um, need detention, no. Yeah, we don't need we don't need all that. But can, can, um, every match should have a stipulation of something like a, a cage match yeah, or a, a yeah, some, like, something, even something small, chairs match or something. They they've done that in years past. I mean, I think yeah. they've done a table ladders and chairs. Mm-hmm. And stairs match. <laughs> yeah. Give me a freaking coal miner's glove on a pole. You know yeah, what I mean? Judy Bagwell's panties on a pole or something. Yeah, something, dude. Give me give me something. But yeah, this is just straight up, um, you know, <laughs> a tag match. Um, it's going to be fun. I mean, all of these guys, I think, are a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I love me some freaking Otis and Tucker, even though Tucker gave kind of a, of a repug uh, promo on, um, on Tuesday. But uh, other yeah. than that, yeah, it was very. Tell, tell it was, me, answer me this: When Heavy Machinery and um, the Street Profits split up at some point, how 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 who lasts longer, Tucker or D'Angelo Dawkins? 
Both, both of those guys are repug. They are awful. I don't think Dawkins is that bad. I'm gonna go uh, with Doc. Dawkins is gonna last. Dawkins is gonna last longer. I mean, obviously Montez is the is the freaking star of those two. But um, I, I would say if anybody's got staying power, if I'm if I'm voting again, if I'm going voting Tucker and Dawkins, it's definitely gonna be Dawkins. Um, because okay. Tucker just I think he's he's just a little bit he's a little bit more limited. Um, but yeah, you know, I love my man Otis. I mean, I did, I did like how, you know, they were doing the whole, like, you know, making fun of the new day and saying where they're going to be the new tag team champions. Um, I thought that was good. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think this is going to be an exciting match despite not having any sort of extreme stipulation. I think we see a title change here. I'm, I'm kind of leaning heavy machinery. I feel like Daniel Bryan is destined for for bigger things maybe he fused with rowan for a little bit and we get a mm-hmm. rowan, rowan face turn and then you know we head into SummerSlam, get daniel bryan back in the, the title picture i mean God, I, we need we need I, somebody in there against kofi i mean i like samoa joe in there we'll get to that in a minute but you know true i feel like i feel like i do need to see though i feel like the new day have earned it i need to see the new day with all the titles i think that would be a really cool just visual to see you know cool. yeah. yeah to see xavier and biggie with the tag titles and then kofi with the world title um i think that's just a really cool moment i mean they kind of alluded to it saying like you know made some sort of like you know dick joke that they were going to touch their um you know their tips of their championships or their titles together um which Big E was cracking me up by the way um, when he was talking about when I they said I was going to be in a, th- a three way on Sunday this is not what I expected and I was like you realize that Xavier actually wasn't a public three way right like you realize that you know I'm sure um, had to clear that with it, that joke with him I would assume that's a thing yeah um, but I just thought it was I just thought it was funny but yeah he was he was cracking me up I love Big E yeah it's gonna be a good match who do you got in this one do you got New Day I'm going with New Day okay I'll go Heavy Machinery so yeah i mean heavy machinery is a good a good shout too i mean i can't if they win i'm gonna be super happy for them but um i do want that moment because i feel like kofi is his his time is coming to an end and i don't know if he'll get that opportunity again so i do want to see them with with all the gold like uh the undisputed era was supposed to have that we still haven't seen yet (laughs) uh (laughs) bailey versus alexa bliss and nikki cross in a handicap match for the smackdown (sighs) women's championship what what's this all about? Oh my god, my god. Um I don't know. Th- literally th- they they put this on both shows this week. I could not believe that they drug this boring ass stupid n- like no storyline feud to both shows. Um and then they had that the contract signing on SmackDown. It was just horrible and it is horrible i don't know why alexa's not on tv i don't know um what's going on with her i haven't really looked into seeing like if she's got a you know injury or if she's sick or if it's just a made a conscious a conscious decision not to have her on tv um but what do you think is going to happen here like what what's the outcome of this because i feel like it's going to be a title change and i feel like alexa is going to get the title. And then she told Nikki that they were going to be co-champions. I think this is where it splits, right? I mean, that's the logical answer. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something leading to a match between bliss and Nikki cross. And I I can't stand listening to Nikki cross talk. She's just straight, straight off the boat. 
Yeah, it's it's it, it's I, just grating on my listen. ears. Yeah, I have to listen very intently to like what she's saying because it, it's very she has a very strong accent. Um and yeah, it's 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 definitely distracting, but I mean I like her as a wrestler. I, I just too, like yeah. her I like her as psycho Nikki. I don't like her as like, you know, single white female best friend Nikki. Yeah, she's she's this is the old Mickey James routine, like from from twenty yeah. years twenty years ago. But yeah, uh, even the, even the not so distant past wasn't Mickey James and Alexa Bliss, weren't they? Like you know, like besties with like you know yeah. a little contention around them. I could see them winning the titles. Nikki Cross is like holding it up, and then Alexa just jumps her from behind, takes it, and just walks you know walks out. Yeah, Nikki yeah. getting the, Nikki getting the pin to win, um, and then yeah, that I could totally see that scene. So Nikki gets the pin, she's holding the title up, and then Alexa just beats her down and takes it. Um, but because they had the contract signing where she represents her, then there's nothing that Nikki can do. Yep, I can see that. The, I wouldn't mind that. I don't, wouldn't mind no, that. You know? no. I'm just ready for. I'm just ready to not see so much of Bailey. There's there's a rumor that we have a imminent return of Sasha Banks do you think we could we could have Bailey on the mic and saying this is not going to be a handicap no she wouldn't say like that she'd say this is not going to be a handicap match this is going to be a tag match now yo that you nailed it that yeah, I, I, yeah. for a moment for a moment I was, was like am I, am I watching am I watching Raw again what's happening here um but no I think the best case scenario for Sasha is that for them to bring her back and just start something completely fresh. She does not need to be attached to Bailey. I mean, whether they do it or not, I mean, that's a whole nother story, but she does not need to be attached to Bailey. I feel like that is the worst case scenario. Um, just bring her back, have her do something fresh, have Bailey, you know, do something different. Um, I mean, like we could even bring back, let's run back Sasha versus Charlotte. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, not that we haven't seen that a bajillion times, but at least it would get Charlotte back on TV and, uh, you know, give Sasha something to do that's a little bit meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see Bailey versus Sasha Banks, please. Just, just cause that, that's going to put both of them on a rocket ship to the, you know, to the moon. Because <laughs> once you see those two, those two had some of the best matches in NXT when they were together. Yeah. And yeah. they've just been floating in the ether ever since. So, yeah, I feel like, I mean, anytime you put best friends against each other, they're going to have really great matches. That's why Seth and Dean always had really great matches. That's why Kevin and Sammy always have really great matches. Um, and Bailey and Sasha always had really great matches. When people are real life friends, I feel like there's just that chemistry there that you need in the ring. So, yeah, they have put on some amazing matches. I just, I, I just don't want Sasha and Bailey to be a thing right now. I mean, I know it's, it's inevitable because they've made it such a public thing that they're, that they're besties and that they were, they were the, you know, first women's tag team champions and all that stuff, you know? Um, but I think it's in Sasha's best interest just to like, you know, separate herself. Totally agree. I'm hoping we see a Samoa Joe championship run here. Kofi Kingston putting the title on the line. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about this match. It's going to be good. I think I I love heel Samoa Joe so much. I feel like we need to go in a completely different direction with what we've seen from Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston. Like I need like a shit-kicking, yeah. like angry heel champion like we saw with Daniel Bryan. True. Um I I do love I do love a heel champion. Um 
whether Samo whether they're going to pull the trigger on Samoa Joe or not, that is that is TBD. I can't. I don't know. I don't know why I can't imagine them doing it. Um, I just feel like this is not that moment, you know. Um, and like I said, I hope Kofi wins just because I want him and New Day to all win. But if the New Day loses, then yeah, I'm down for Samoa Joe to, to get to finally get his uh you know his spotlight. <laughs> All right, you got Kofi, I got Samoa Joe, The Undertaker yep. and Roman Reigns against Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred tag team match. So there will, none of the holds will be barred in this match. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, I think, I think it's going to be just run-of-the-mill what you would expect from, I mean, what the hell is Undertaker even going to do, you know? I, He's I, in this match for less than a minute total, I would say. I mean, what, but what's, is he... what's longer, his his entrance to the ring, or the amount of time he spends in the ring? His entrance for sure, hundred uh, percent. Um, but I mean, how weird is it going to be just seeing like Undertaker like standing on this like at, on the side of the ring waiting to be tagged in? Yeah, at this point in his career, you know, I mean, I know he he paired up with you know Kane for a brief moment for Saudi Arabia, but like for him and Roman Reigns to be on Extreme Rules as tag team partners. I think this is going to be so awkward. Um, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I feel like there's no way that the Undertaker is losing this after the Saudi show and that that whole botched performance with Goldberg. There's no way that Undertaker is not coming out victorious in this match. So I'm I'm going with Roman and Undertaker on this one. Can we talk? Oh, oh my God! Can we talk about everyone hating? like Shane McMahon and him getting the ultimate heel heat. And that's like the entire purpose of this Shane McMahon character. Like do people not realize that they're getting worked? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure people realize that they're, you know, that they're getting worked. It's like the Baron Corbin effect. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's go away heat, right? It's, it's not, I feel like, I mean, he is getting heat and he does get reactions and he does get the, you know, Twitterverse and, you know, all these people abuzz. But at the same time, like, it's not good. I mean, it's not like they're like, oh, man, like, I'm so, you know, he he cuts such a wicked promo. Like, I hate the guy. You know, it's, it's like, dude, I just don't want to see you on my television. And Kevin Owens freaking roasted him on SmackDown and it was a thing of beauty. I just, I loved it, you know, cause it, it was one of those moments for, for like a brief moment. You're thinking to yourself, like, I'm wondering if he really got this script approved or if he's just like speaking from the gut, you know, it was kind of like that pipe bomb moment where you were kind of yeah. like, I don't know if this is real or not, but I mean, obviously like everything gets, you know, run through Vince or, you know, whoever's running the show right um it's they it got run through him i don't see ko like going going rogue and doing his own thing but it was it lets you know that wwe is so aware they're so in tune with what people are saying what the the feel of the locker room the feel of the wwe universe um and they're just acknowledging it but it's like okay, well, you can acknowledge it, but does that mean it's going to, are you going to change anything? Yeah, you know, yeah. like acknowledging it is one thing. Like we were like, oh, hell yes. Kevin is speaking for the people, you know? Um, but at the same time, you're like, but nothing's going to change. Can we talk about how Drake Maverick still hasn't consummated his marriage yet? I know. I feel Poor like he's guy. like, God. yeah. It's going on Poor, like three weeks now. 
I know his he he should be he should be ashamed. I mean, I, I guess to each their own, you know. I mean, I I don't want to be in anybody's anybody's bedroom business, but dude, come on, man up. That's why that's why you uh, have so much problem, you know, trouble winning the championship. Like you, you're get a man up, dude. Like do the damn thing. Yeah, I do like you see the picture on uh, I forget where it was Instagram or Twitter where. He's just he's just holding the belt in front Snuggly. of his wife's face. No, he's not oh, no, in front of his wife's face, and like they're like in front of like one of those like fake hanging shark like things. Oh it's my like, god! You know, no. like a jaws like thing, and he's like just holding the belt like over her face in the picture, so you can't even see her. It's, no, I did not see. I did not see that, but I saw one where he was like laying in bed with the belt, just like snuggling it. Um, I, I love him as twenty four seven champion. I think. I mean, I hope that he keeps it for a while because I think he's super entertaining with it, um, and it gives him something to do. You know, he's he's on TV, and I think he's super entertaining. I love Truth, kind of like you know trying to get it back. Um, I mean, I've actually really, really, really enjoyed the twenty four seven title. Um, so that that's 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 another hot take. I really love the twenty four seven the twenty four seven stuff. Oh man, yeah, I, I'd rather talk about that than this Undertaker Roman Reigns match, obviously. At some at some point though, Shane Shane and Drew have to win a match. I I don't know if it's happening here, but I don't think you can make the Undertaker and Roman Reigns lose. That's like the two biggest faces yeah. in wrestling right now. So those guys. Yeah, are going and over. Drew Drew is not going to beat Roman at a at a pay per view. You know what I mean? Like it's just not it's not going to happen. Um, so I'm going with Roman Reigns and Taker on this one. Seth, Moving on. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Now, before we get into this match, I need to explain these rules to you, Sheena, because Michael Cole didn't tell us enough that if Seth gets pinned, Becky loses her belt, and but if she gets pinned, he loses his belt. Did you know that? I I did know that, but I was wondering if you knew. Um, did you know that Becky and Seth are dating? Oh, my God. No way. Yeah, I know. I was like surprised. Like they've hidden, they've hidden it so well. You know, typically you can kind of read those things, um, but I feel like they they did a really good job, like pulling the wool over our eyes. Yeah, but they yes, have, they have great a, chemistry together. They're a thing. I was starting to wonder why they were like working all these matches together and why she was like coming out and you know saving him and stuff. But yeah, yeah, they're a couple. Did you see he has a the man's man shirt on WWEshop.com? Dude, I posted that on Instagram and it got some of the most like like horrible reactions. Like people were just like horrified at this shirt. And I don't blame them. And I, I went on to explain. I was like, listen, I love both of these. These are two of my favorite wrestlers in the entire company. Um, but this whole storyline, so if you, you want to read what I said, just go to Instagram um because I felt like I felt like I had a pretty good take, you know. Um, but yeah, people hated, hated the shirt. Um and I don't blame them because it is legitimately just so cringy. Um, but I mean, I'm sure somebody will buy it. You know, probably being like 10 years, it'll probably be worth like 200 bucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so bad. It's good. Like some of the shirts that I was like, I wrote that article for Patreon, like the top 10 worst wrestling shirts of all time. I, I go back and look, and I'm like, man, now I want that shirt. Like, there's like a, a Poontang Pie shirt that The Rock wore. It's like, oh my God. Oh, this yeah. Is so that kind of... awful. It's but like, yeah. I need it's to so own it now. It's good. Yeah. I, I have feelings like that about a bunch of um a bunch of stuff. I'm like, man, it's so bad, but I just want it. I don't I want it because it's so bad. Um, but yeah, this this match, um, first of all, 
I don't see any way that Seth and Becky, because they, they've, they've invested so much in this. Obviously, we're, we're joking about, you know, not knowing that Seth and Becky are a couple because Michael Cole tells us that Seth Rollins is Becky Lynch's boyfriend every five minutes. Like, if there's a commercial break and they come back from commercial break, they're going to let us know again that they are boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, but I feel like they've invested so much into them as champions and their relationship and obviously they got the man's man shirt and like all this stuff that they're not going to let them both lose because then what then what do they have you know like i feel like the only thing making this angle interesting is that they're they're boyfriend and girlfriend and they're both champions right like if they're not both champions then where do they go from here i think the best case scenario is they lose and becky lynch like beats the shit out of Seth Rollins and we get, you know, the man again because No. I remember when we used to like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. I mean, I don't dislike them now, but like this is this is just sucked the life out of both of them. Yeah, well, and it's just been convoluted ever since they came out as like a couple, right? So they've been facing Baron and, and Lacey. Then they, they paired them with the god-awful Maria and um, Mike Kanellis thing. Like they, they, they rolled them into that, which was just horrible. By the way, if any superstar wants to get pregnant and be the new WWE pregnant representative, I would really appreciate it because Maria Kanellis cannot represent the pregnant women and the pregnant female wrestling fans of the world because I will I, I I do not accept that. So if Asuka wants to get knocked up or, you know, somebody, just just do it. I mean, even, you know, I don't I don't care who it is. Paige, I'll even take you, Paige. Um uh go ahead and 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 do that. But yeah, then they had them fight Andrade and Selena, which I thought was good, but they had like the stipulation on the match, it was an elimination match and it was a mixed tag match. So once Becky pinned or once becky submitted selena they were both out which is so stupid right like the the purpose of an yeah, elimination match is 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 to get the you know is to get the one up right you you get one of your um opponents out of the ring then you have a handicap match on your hands right so you you have the advantage but once she tapped out selena it was like oh well i mean obviously they're not going to have andrade fight becky so like it, it didn't make any sense. So it's been convoluted from the beginning. Um, but I mean, also this will be Lacey Evans is what, like third or fourth pay-per-view loss. Yeah. Yeah. Like and Baron Corbin too. Like, come on. You can, I did this with Elias. And like, you have to give these guys a win at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, I hope not. Um, I hope Seth and Becky retain, but again, like you said, I mean, like this is, this is getting to a point where it's like, well, if they don't win, I mean, obviously Becky's already established. Like if they don't win, they don't get any more chance, any more chances. And I think that's like real life. Like if they don't win, then that's it for them. I feel like that's like the end of the line because you can't just lose on like five, four or five straight pay-per-views and be like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, what's next, right? Like you just got to kind of fade into the background for a little while. I guess I guess so. I don't know. I mean, they've they're still. I don't I don't know what the plan is for SummerSlam. I don't know. We've had Paul Heyman come out and kind of tease that. That know, was horrible too. Well, yeah, that was bad too. Brock Lesnar was going to come out. Just just remember that you know that uh, I still represent yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and I could be lying. Like you know, okay, Paul, like go away. Keep 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 making Raw awesome and get the hell off my TV screen. Um, but yeah, that, that wraps up our extreme rules pay-per-view. Oh, I'm, I'm, who do you got on Seth and Becky? I'm going with Seth and Becky. Uh, I'll go Baron and, 
Lacey oh, Evans. Yeah. Good good lord, what has happened to this podcast? I know. Um, I don't want it to happen, but I I feel like something maybe they're gonna win, but it's not gonna be for the titles. I don't I don't know. I I mean yeah. I have to think there has to be some kind of twist here to make us really invest. And then Monday, then, you know, Seth and Becky keep the titles or something, you know? Yeah. Maybe they'll win by, maybe they'll win by, um, I don't know. I mean, it's an extreme rules match, right? So that means no disqualifications. I was gonna say maybe they could win by disqualification. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we, we have an extreme rules match and a no holds barred match on this card. I don't know what the difference between the two is as long as they just kick each other's ass that's all i'm looking for yeah, i just want to i just want to see i just want to see some good some good spots but um anyway i'm excited for this card i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be entertaining um i don't think it's gonna be anything that like blows us out of the water um but i am interested to see how this kind of sets up you know the scene for for SummerSlam and whatnot but let's let's move on because this is not the only wrestling on the block this weekend we have extreme rules on sunday but we also have aew fight for the fallen on saturday night um it's going to come on at 8 30 so the buy the buy-in pre-show is at 7 30 obviously you can stream it live uh from br live bleacher report live so make sure you have that set up so you don't have any issues when it comes yeah, time set to up an account to, if you have yeah. you have the uh the amazon fire stick it's an easy app to download don't do like I did last time. I, I was gonna get your take. What if all elite wrestling just did every two months a pay per view or every month a pay per view and charged twenty five dollars? Would you even need a TV show? Like th- they're operating right now, pretty much fine without a TV show. Like I know TV show you get like advertisers and all that kind of bullshit, but it's a lot of you know setting up stages and booking people and, and selling tickets and like you know they're doing a good job with how they're operating things now like as a, as a wrestling company did, did tna ever do that where they just they just didn't do tv shows they just did pay-per-views i feel like they're maybe the ones that would have done it but what do you what do you what do you think with the current model with what they're doing um it, it's got a shelf life man it's got a very short shelf life um because even you can see with this fight for the fallen card um there's really not any like it, it's basically just wrestling for wrestling's sake like there's not a lot of Build up. Obviously, we have, um, you know, they're they're teasing Chris. Chris Jericho is going to show up. Um, you know, so obviously, I, I think he'll he'll have something. You know, I don't think he's going to wrestle, but he's going to show up and stir stuff up to kind of set things up for um, for all out. Um, and uh, Brandy Rose is doing. You know, she's fighting. What's her name? Allie from. Uh, you know, the chick that fight the. At Fighter Fest, Allie fought Leva Bates, so and Brandy was ringside. So they're kind of continuing that, but honestly, like this, this is just like a thrown together charity show. Um, there's not a lot of storyline build up. You don't really, you know, you're just gonna watch this show to enjoy it. Uh, Young Bucks and Cody and Dustin. I mean, the Young Bucks and Cody are boys, so why would they be fighting? You know what I mean? Like this is just kind of like a. Um, exhibition type of an exhibition yeah an exhibition type match you know and also um freaking mjf and sean spears are in a uh six-man tag match on the pre-show and i'm like sean or uh mjf was like pissed off at at sean spears for cracking cody's skull open so why would they so why would they partner together you know so it it is it is one of those things like i feel like they do need a tv show to create storylines and to give you more investment in the characters and in the in the wrestling and all of that stuff. Obviously, people are still they're still they're still high on AEW, right? Like people are still just like you know, like 
shunning WWE and like going to the AEW. So AEW can do no wrong right now. Right. But that, that again, that's got a short shelf life. Eventually it's going to be like, okay guys, like what does this mean? I mean, we haven't even seen, I mean, they were so adamant about wins and losses meaning something and it being like a real sport. And we haven't seen that at all. Like what would have the wins and losses meant for anything at all so far, you know, nothing. Yeah, what does that so, even, what does that even mean? Like this, this SoCal uncensored guy, these guys, they're gonna lose every single match. They're they're fighting the Lucha Brothers who have to win because yeah. they they keep yeah. losing. But like, what does it what does it mean? Wins and losses matter. What the fuck does that even mean? You don't well, even I have think- any titles yet. True, yeah. They, so they have, you know, a women's match, but they don't even have a women's a women's title yet. So a, yeah, you have an announcer. Is Brandy Rhodes even a wrestler? She no. I mean, she she is. She's trained as a wrestler. Um. So I mean, I guess I guess you can't call her not a wrestler. You know, I mean, she's definitely been doing she, training. She's wrestled, but like, where did she wrestle before? Did she wrestle in with with in New Japan with Cody? Like. No, I mean, she, I think she did some, like, she did some stuff, like some spots, but I don't think she like had singles matches or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I think she trained when she was at um, WWE, but she never did anything in ring. I would have to go back and like stat check that, but I don't think she ever did anything in okay. ring other than, yeah, other just, than, other just, than just announcing. Never... But, but yeah, I remember when she left WWE, I saw all kinds of like Instagram videos and stuff of her, you know, doing in-ring training and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to shade anybody for wanting to be a wrestler and pursuing wrestling. And, no, you know, hell do- no. But if Stephanie McMahon did this, she would get shit on by the entire internet. You know what I mean? Like Stephanie McMahon does do that. When has Stephanie McMahon ever had a singles match on a pay-per-view? SummerSlam against Brie Bella. Yeah, but how, she's had one in her entire career. Is that the only one? Are you sure? I don't, I don't think that's correct. I need a. I need maybe the Attitude Era back in the day, but it's not like yeah. you know if they're if they're trying to build up a company. Here, not like, like not like executive Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, um, and they're trying they're trying to be different than you know WWE. Like, come on, like g- g- give us like if you're trying to make this a real deal thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, she can wrestle. I don't know. I don't, you know, I honestly don't do not know. So I don't, I don't think she can wrestle that well. Um, but you know, maybe she's just trying. You know, she's got she's got the power to pull the string. So why not? You know what I mean? If I had the power to like make myself be able to like do things, I I would give myself the best opportunities to succeed too. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'd be like, shit, put me in the pay per view. You know, I want to fight. Um, and this is a free show, so it's not like she's getting like a huge payday off yeah, of this, yeah. right? Um, so. I ain't mad at it. I do think she she's like cheesy and corny and cringe to me. Like everything she does, I'm just like, oh, Brandy, you know. Um, but again, you know, she is married to the the visionary of the company. So if she's got the she's got the leverage, freaking use it. But let's just run down the card here. Uh, we won't go too deep um, into this, but I just wanted to let everybody know what the what the matchups are. We got the Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin. They set that up at. Um, Double or nothing after after the Cody match, you know, uh, he said he wanted to fight with his brother, fight for the Fallen, yada, yada. They were going to fight the Young Bucks. Should be a good match. Um, it's two totally different styles of wrestling, so I'm interested to see how the Young Bucks and, like, you know, Cody and Dustin kind of, like, go together. I mean, Cody can go with those guys, I'm sure, but, like, Dustin, I mean, he's kind of long in the yeah. tooth, so... Um, I'm interested to see how... I mean, I'm kind of scared, too, to see how he takes some of those, some of those bumps, but... Um, 
We got Kenny Omega versus Sema. We got SoCal Uncensored versus the Lucha Brothers. Hangman Page versus uh, Kip Sabian. And we have, I mean, I can only assume that Jericho is going to interrupt the Hangman match, right? Or no, Jericho is fighting, shit, am I mixed up? Jericho is fighting Kenny, Hang- right? No, he's fighting Hangman for the title. Hangman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for the Hangman. You're for thinking the title. of uh, Dean Ambrose going to interrupt Dean the, uh, the Kenny yes. Omega match. Yeah, Dean, yeah, because Dean's not on this card, is he? Yeah, uh, freaking, no, he's not. Um, so, yeah, so we got Hangman versus Kip Sabian. We got Brandy versus Allie. Um, and then we got Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allen versus Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara uh, in the, on the pre-show. So it's going to be a pretty, you know, straightforward show. I mean, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six matches um, on the card. So it should be it should be good. It's starting at 8.30, but you also have on Saturday night the um, – Evolve 10th anniversary show that starts at 8 o'clock. Um, I don't yep. think there's any any coincidence that they're no, streaming that at, at 30 minutes earlier than the, the AEW show, but you do have... Um, well, a couple, couple things about the AEW show. Uh, I, I don't know... Why, I do love that they're doing this for... You know, they're at least donating part of the proceeds to victims of violent crimes, which is nice, you know, coming from Jacksonville. Um, makes sense. I don't know why... This Darby Allen, Joey Janela, MJF matches on the pre show again. Why do you even have a pre show for a free event? Makes no sense to me. Just put put this on the show because these are some of your biggest you know, not biggest names, but guys you're you know, you're yeah. guys you're trying yeah. to trying Guys to you're push. trying to build up, yeah. Do you know anything about SEMA? SEMA fighting Kenny Kenny Omega. He's I he's from New Japan, I believe. No, I'm not. I'm not super well, or, familiar with Sima. He he fought at a Fighter Fest. Um, let's see. He was he was, he was on the he was on the pre-show entertainment, which I think is like a competitor for New Japan. He's 41 years old, so this is not a young. You know, this is not like hey, this is a, a cool young guy you need to be watching. Like he, you know, he's he's basically AJ Styles. Yeah. Age. Um, hey, but AJ Styles can still yeah, go. No, no, like, no, no, yeah, no, no, nothing against him. I'm just saying, like, you know, he's he's a little bit of an older guy, but you know, if he can if he can go, he can go. Um, I mean, I'm but yeah, but this is the problem. This is the problem. Like, you don't have you don't have a weekly show to build these guys up. Um, so it's just like I said, it's just fighting just to like watch some good matches and to to see what what kind of develops and sees and kind of I guess they're kind of trying to build a history here right now, you know, so that that way when they do have TV, they can refer back to these things and back to these feuds and back to these matches. Um, so they're kind of like maybe building the building the foundation that they're going to create storylines going forward, you know, so. Who knows? Who knows? I think it's going to be a good show. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Um, like, honestly, if I had to pick one or the other, if I wasn't going to watch both, I would definitely watch Fight for the Fallen instead of the Evolve show. I have way more interest in seeing, like, these guys than than the Evolve guys. Obviously, we have some guys going down that are, you know, uh, WWE talent, NXT talent that is going to be going down to, you know, Wrestle in the Evolve show. We have Akira Tozawa and Adam Cole. Um, you have uh, Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle. So, I mean, you you are going to have some, you know, I don't want to say big names, but, you know, bigger names uh, fighting at this show. But, yeah, I'm definitely more into the to the uh, fight for the Fallen. I agree. And I uh, I would not be watching either of them live. I think I have a work 
company picnic baseball game at like a minor league baseball team nearby here. So I'll be taking the kid to that and uh, the kid and the wife will come with me to that. And, you know, I'll probably watch both of these at some point on Sunday. I'm excited for both of them. You're going to watch that plus Extreme Rules on Sunday? uh, I don't know. I'm going to fit it in at some point. Yeah, I'm just going to lock myself in a room like like Howard Hughes and just like pee pee bottles. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, make sure you just have like, you know, some pizza delivered or something because you're going to be on your ass for a long time. Do some squats during the ad breaks. Like keep your – I don't want you to get a blood clot or something. So, you know, keep the um, – keep keep the blood flowing. No no pizza for us because we're on this fucking uh, bullshit – keto thing where i can't have any bread or anything oh uh, don't get so me don't get me cauli- started it's on- just cauliflower rice all the time listen i love cauliflower rice i i, uh, I, I do too sheena but at some point it, it tastes like shit i think i i hate i hate keto i'm not i'm not even gonna lie people who do keto like they don't they never last um well, I mean, we were not like like hardcore we just you know we're not like listen. counting carbs and like trying to stay in ketosis we're just basically cutting out <laughs> carbs Listen, I, I I think there's uh, merit. I'm on my there's, third there's, beer there's, of the show. So there's, <laughs> you know, beer is just liquid bread, right? Yeah. Um. Course. So, but I, listen, let me let me just do a quick aside. Um. I won't go on a health tangent because you know, listen, if you watch my Instagram stories, you know I love to go on a good health tangent. But I, keto, come on, bro. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna adhere to any diet that tells me like I can't have like fruit and like certain things like. Come on, you can't eat like banana, like like bananas and stuff. Like, give me a freaking break, man. You know, but I do think cutting back on your carbs and you know making yeah, sure you're I eating. Mean, we, we, that's really what we're doing. I don't want to call it keto because it's not. We're we're not like by the book, but we're just you're basically not, you're not, like you're not we don't on, eat sandwiches with drink, like right? we have burgers. Like if we have burgers, we'll just like wrap them in lettuce or cut them or you yeah. know, we, we don't have sandwiches. We don't have cereal. That's a healthy. That's yeah, a healthy yeah. I mean, that's that's basically yeah. what we're doing. I mean, like we'll have pizza on maybe like a Friday or something, but you know, it's. it's I'm all it's, for that. I'm all for yeah, swap, yeah. swap making healthier swaps. But I hate I hate putting labels on what you're doing because I feel like if you're not doing that all the time, like you said, like you're making healthier swaps, you're you're cutting out the carbs. But if you're not if you're not peeing on sticks and you know monitoring your ketosis, then can you really say that you're you're keto? And I hate when people like then they feel like they feel like such failures because they can't stick to this crap. You know, I'm like, dude, just live your life, make healthier choices, like do what feels good, listen to your body. If you feel like shit, make changes. Um, but I will tell you anybody that I work with, I don't I don't label anything because I feel like that really puts a lot of pressure on you and the world is full of enough pressures other than like being orthorexic about what the fuck we eat, you know? So <laughs> just, I, I'm proud of you guys for making, you know, making those swaps. Cause those are easy things to do. Like you said, wrapping your burger and lettuce and, you know, putting cauliflower rice instead of regular rice. I do that shit all the time. Um, but you don't got to label it cause that, that puts too much pressure on you. It makes you feel like, like you said, like you can't have beer and stuff and, that's oh no! Not, I've never have I, have. I have a beer fridge now in the in the fake cave. So nice, it's, it's, and I have it fully stocked. So yeah, uh, you know, I try to cut back on that too. But it's just making you know, just trying to make you know. I'm all for that. You know, I'm all better I'm decisions. All for that. Yes. Uh, just on this evolve card, real quick. I'm I'm excited to see Adam Cole defend the in the the title in a match. I know he's going to win, but I you know you don't see that too often in. In NXT, it's always, you know, I don't know who's going to win this match. It's like an up in the air yeah. type of thing. This is going to be just kind of a, a good way to see Adam Cole just wrestle and against a guy who you know, can go into Zawa. Uh, there's a Colby Carino, who's the son of uh, Steve Carino, who's 5'7", 
taking on Babatunde, who is, I think, 6'9". So wow. uh, that's a uh, pretty big height difference. I don't know if you, yeah. do you remember Babatunde. He was in, in one of the first Saudi Arabia shows when they had like a, that, the greatest Royal Rumble. Baba Tune. I don't know. I, that that one got by me. I don't know how. <laughs> he is a former, I think a former NFL player or something or former former something. But yeah. uh, he's he's uh, Polish. He's, he's a big motherfucker. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He, he, has, he, he has a good look. He has a cool look. Like he looks like Yeah, he does look like a, a he does look like a badass. Yeah, but he's not even on like like he's not on NXT, I don't think. I mean, you don't you watch it more than me. No. Um yeah. Baba Tunde. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be interesting to see how those two guys work together. Yep. So uh, a great weekend of uh, wrestling. You'll be able to, f- and I think the BR live thing for, if you don't, if you, if you end up watching, or if you don't watch either of them, you can watch all of these, you know, on demand, obviously. And if that's how the WWE network works, but uh, same thing with BR live, this is going to be a free show. So the fight for the fallen, you'll be able to watch whenever, and uh, on Sunday night, we have uh, Extreme Rules. So it's a, it's a pretty cool weekend of wrestling action. But uh, I'm even more excited, Sheena, about next week because we got San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, they always bring the heat. We got, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to yes. see what gets unveiled. Yes what's what's in the works some stuff that we don't even know is on the on the horizon that comes out so yeah we, we're gonna be i'll be covering the coverage on uh you know instagram phil will be covering all the stuff on twitter so stay tuned anything we find out we're gonna let you guys know uh as a possible and next week we will be recording on thursday evening for a friday show because we want to I uh, have all the updated information from San Diego Comic-Con. Our buddies from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, Zach, and, Zach Ryder and uh, Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins. Are, are, I, I, like, I, like how I, I, I went, love how you call him Zach Ryder and Brian Myers. Yeah, I, went, I went one shoot name and one real name. So, um, But yeah, they're hosting a panel there, so they're going to unveil a bunch of new stuff, and we want to be able to record but you know i hate when i listen to podcasts and they give you news from like you know six or seven days ago and it feels like it's from like a month ago so instead of recording on wednesday we'll record on thursday next week so we'll have all the the news from san diego comic-con what are just you know off the top of your head what are some things or some 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 superstars that you want to see featured if we if we see elite six you know 71 72 uh who, who are some names you'd love to see coming down the pike as far as Mattel elites, China. Oh man, the crowd would pop. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got to be in the works, right? I mean, there's no way that oh, a uh, man, it has to be. A China is not is not in the works. So, yeah, I'm definitely down for a new China. What about or a a China, a Mattel China? What about you? I'm really just hoping that we see <laughs> a continuation of the the retro line. I've been a huge fan of those. Uh, we haven't seen any announcement about uh, Series 11 or Series 12. Hopefully, with uh, the Major Brothers going to be there, they're they're big supporters of that line. Hopefully, we see some some updates on those because we haven't seen Series 9 or Series 10 in stores. They've only been available on Ringside Collectibles as of so far. So, um, and and Series 8 was only in around stores for a hot minute. So. I'm just hoping we see some more of those. I really want to see a Matt Riddle figure. I mean, I, I'm going yeah. to buy like three of those if, if they announce that. 
Yeah, Matt Riddle with with uh, removable slippers would be amazing. Like, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I wouldn't mind seeing a new Heart Foundation. Um, you know, obviously we got the Anvil uh, inducted this year, and I th- I think um, a Heart Foundation. I think a classic Heart Foundation. Like they did the battle pack of them with the blue tights um, because you know we got the pink and black Heart Foundation. Um, but I would love to see like an elite form of that battle pack with the, with the early days of, you know, Jim and Brett, like young Jim and Brett in the, in the blue and black. What should we do our first here? Our weekly purchases or our, uh, our top five figures of the year so far? Well, I'm going to let you go ahead and crank out your weekly purchases because I did not purchase anything this week. <gasps> um, I, I know, I know the heel has been leaves and I'm just like, Things are things are awry here at the Phelps house. Um, however, our homies over at ringside did hook us up with some freaking major freaking uh, I guess I should say ultimate figures. Um, we yeah, got the ultimate. Did. Yeah, the ultimate Shinsuke Nakamura and ultimate Bret Hart. They um they went to the in-laws house. So she mailed them out. I have tracking for those. So they should be here as soon as they get here. I'm gonna do a full unboxing for you too, and take some really great pictures and, you know, do talk about the head scans and stuff. And I, I'm excited to see these in person because I've, you know, obviously seen them online and all those things. I hate, I, I went on record as saying, I hate that like the hairs in the face in all of the, in all of the Brett head scans which is a little bit disappointing but um i'm willing to get over that because i have a feeling that the figure is going to just be super mage um and we got like shinsuke so pumped to unbox those so uh, i guess those are my those are my purchases even though they were you know we got blessed by our homies over at ringside with those by the way ringsidecollectibles.com it's chick foley is the coupon slash promo code there for uh for you guys i love that i love that <laughs> coupon code. if you're um, if you're on yeah if you got the, the coupon code um you know for all you people on twitter who want to buy your uh your ringside collectibles figures make sure you use chick foley as your promo code so i'm, I'm deep I'm, I'm i'm neck deep in this kurt angle shrine collection i guess you're gonna call it at this point yeah. so uh i've gotten all the current Kurt Angle Mattel figure. So now I'm going back and, you know, dipping my toe in, and I've never, never bought a Jax figure in my life. Now I have a bunch. So I bought a WWE Flexums Kurt Angle 2002 Jax, which, you know, I, I'm not opening it, but I'm assuming it's like kind of like a Stretch Armstrong type of Bendham type of figure. Wow. And uh, a new, a, a mint on card pump and flex Kurt Angle, Whoa. which basically you like, like push the arms down and like the chest gets bigger and expands and uh my my prize purchase of the week though uh was i found this this app called mercari i think the, the, the major brothers talk about it all the time i don't know if you've used it since you I, I, I know what it is yeah i know what it is but i've never used it i found a kurt angle invitational ring so this is like a, a standard like you know, basic ring, you know, not, not huge, but it, it's, you know, it's from the attitude era or, or shortly thereafter Yeah, Com- comes with a Kurt angle figure. And basically the, the ring is dead, you know, decorated all Kurt angle, red, right. And blue. And I guess it's to commemorate when he, you know, challenged those NXT guys or whatever. Was it NXT back then when Daniel per- Pewter came in the ring and made him tap out and whatever that was. <laughs> so I found this on Macari for 40 bucks and I was like, man, do you this- have it? 
Uh, I have not received it yet. It should be here tomorrow. Uh, oh, so. I was going to say, I haven't seen any pictures of that or anything. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've been worried because I've never bought anything on this app before. I'm so worried it's even going to show up. So, uh, But I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. It has like the uh, little three, three-tiered three podium we would see the, at the Olympics and mm-hmm. has a Olympic, uh, Olympic ring and all this stuff. So I'm pretty excited about that. And um, my final purchase was a, I did a social experiment. I wanted to buy a elite figure from Amazon because everybody keeps talking about you. You, you got a, a couple of figures yeah. in there. They, they arrived yeah. in great condition. They got there in less than 24 hours. So I'm like, okay, I want this Velveteen Dream elite figure. Let me order this. Got here pretty quick. It was 19.99, free shipping, obviously, because I had Prime. You know, not to brag, but I am a Prime subscriber, you know. Um, got here, and I was like, okay, let me open up this box. And the box is all fucked up. Uh, I mean, the the, the, yeah, ac- the, was, the actual it box itself. Bad. Yeah. yeah, the it actual box bad. itself was okay. But the uh, the box of the, you know, the, the Elite box was all messed up. There was a rip on the front of it. And, you know, I was like, I tweeted at uh, Amazon Luckily, they directed me to someone who could um, help me out. And long story short, they are going to send me. They're allowing me to keep the Elite and send me a new one, Mint on Card. So th- thank you to Amazon for making it right. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you're paying less for it from Amazon, but there's no packaging in the box. It was just a cardboard box with an Elite in it. Well, um, let me let me be devil's ass advocate really quickly here obviously i i hate that for mint on card collectors open <clears throat> open your toys people <laughs> you want that problem um but i do respect people if you want to have it mint on card you bought it you can display it however the hell you want to um amazon was in a lot of hot water <laughs> like a few years ago for over packaging everything like literally putting like one thing in a box and like putting paper and bubbles and all that stuff in there um you know and it's it's bad for the environment like people were going off and all these things um, about how much packaging Amazon used and like the obscene size of the boxes that they were using to, to send these little things. So, you know, Amazon was like, okay, well, we'll cut back on our packaging. And now we're seeing the the repercussions of that, you know, and especially for the people who are don't want their cards bent or their figures dinged up or anything like that. Yeah, it does suck. But I mean, that's a pretty common thing with Amazon. I've never worried about it because again, I, I don't collect men on cards. So I've never even really paid attention or noticed because I don't examine my, my boxes and stuff like that. But it is pretty well known. Like you, you are taking a risk when you order any sort of action figure, whether it be WWE or otherwise from Amazon, because they're just going to throw it in a box and literally like, like ship it out to you. I mean, you can't expect to get overnight shipping or two day shipping or whatever. And they're going to take the most precise care and wrap it in bubbles and do all those things. Like no, literally a machine's going to like drop it into a damn box and like tape it up and send it your way, you know? Um, but just know that ahead of time, order your stuff from someone reliable, like, you know, people on sellers on eBay that have good ratings, um, or ringside collectibles. Obviously if you're buying newer stuff, um, they'll make sure that your packages get to you, you know, in, in decent shape. So one of our Twitter followers had an amazing idea that he basically orders three of, if he orders a, uh, a figure from Amazon, he orders like three of them and just keeps the one that's in the best condition and sends the other two back, you know, because they'll, they'll, they'll just send you a label via email. You print it out, put it in the same box, bada-bing, bada-boom. And I thought that was brilliant, you know, because, 
you know. That's pretty cool, but I hate the freaking post office. So I hate going to the post office. So for me, I'm oh, like, yeah, I guess I guess if you're I guess if you like have scheduled pickups from your house or something like that and you know all you had to do was go online and schedule a pickup from your house like that wouldn't be a big deal, but if I had to like drive those things to the post office every time I wanted to return them, I, I would be like not worth it. Yeah. I mean, I, But I mean, free shipping, free returns. I mean, you can't beat that either, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's it's true. And I mean, we now I mean, it's it's great that the selection on Amazon is better than what we're seeing in a lot of stores as far as Kmart and Target and stuff like that. So But you do realize though, if you buy figures on Amazon or any online marketplace that it does disqualify you from being a quali- like classified as a collector. That you- is true. I forgot about that. Somebody on Twitter told me that today. Yeah, they said yeah. that that you're not a real collector if you buy it from a website. So, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I've all this time I've created this massive collection of over 800 figures, thinking that it was a collection and that qualified me as a collector. Yeah, this but is, holy uh, shit! Now, now I got to go back and like separate the ones that I found on pegs and in stores versus the ones that I like, you know, bought online. Like, holy crap! Like, I may not be the collector that you guys think that I am. You know, this is a new segment. Uh, it's called Bimbo of the Week, and our Bimbo of the Week goes to at Rowdy Johnny Piper on Twitter. Uh, I tweeted a picture about my damaged uh, Velveteen Dream figure from Amazon. He said that sucks. Your other option is to become a quote unquote collector and not order stuff. Collecting quote unquote is going out when you have time and quote unquote hunting for what you like. Please don't take this the wrong way, but buying what you want on Amazon is not collecting. It's just buying. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I literally, when I looked up collector in the dictionary, it did not have that qualification on it. So I didn't know. But you know what? Thank you, um, Samoan John, or Samoa John is his handle. You know, at at Rowdy Johnny is, or that's his name, Samoa John is what he has. And then at Rowdy Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, no H. So thank you for keeping us, you know, keeping us straight because, shit, we didn't know what we were doing here. We didn't know. I mean, yeah. if you, if you want to go and look at like empty pegs all day, I mean that's totally that's totally on you, you know. If you want, that's how you want to spend your time. But I mean, it's 2019, and you know, God gave us the internet and e-commerce, so I'm gonna take advantage and uh, you know have just shit have the mailman bring stuff to me and you know yeah, and so enjoy enjoy my life and not spend it in Walmart and Target. If you if you want to know if you're a real collector, ask this guy. He will tell you if you are or not. And he's the mm-hmm. old he's the gatekeeper. He yeah. will tell you if you're or not. and then I told and then somebody chimed in on our Twitter feed at uh Chick Foley show and said, you know, this is you know, the stores have been awful, man. This is blah blah blah. And he said, Well, fake collectors, quote unquote, are buying all the all the figures in the stores, so you know, all those fake collectors in the store. So now he's mad at people that buy from the stores and he's mad at people that buy from websites. So yeah. I guess he wants you to buy from like, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't know where he would want you to buy from, but, uh, ask him, but, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's just, it's, I can't do anything. I've had, I've had the same, I have $80 in my wallet since before the fucking game of Thrones season started. Wow. And I'm like, this is this is the money I'm gonna have. This is like my money I've set aside from I don't know, I forget what it was from, but it's like this is my play money. When I see figures in the wild, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend this money and and buy whatever. 
I've had it in my wallet for like three months, and I haven't seen anything on the pegs at any store that's been worth buying. Uh, right, that you haven't that you haven't given to other like you know that you needed. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I know. I know you've like given stuff to um, you know our patreons and the Baltimore Elite Squad. Like we we figure hunted for each other and stuff. But yeah, anything that you personally exactly for me. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I forgot to mention during uh, the segment there that I went back to Big uh, No Ollie's, found those uh, SummerSlam elites and uh, Kenny Dinkins, one of our buddies on the Patreon page, needed the. Uh, SummerSlam Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose so I bought those for him so I, I found them in other places but it's been like you know I've I've seen more figures at other stores like Big Lots and Ollie's than I have at, at, at Walmart and Target so I don't know if they're they're gearing up to get some of these new SummerSlam elites with the the Mabel series or what and they're just kind of clearing out stock but I don't have time to wait around man I can't you know yeah I, it's come to the point me and my my buddy Darius have, have decided like you pay a little bit more by buying it from rings, ringside, but the, the the amount of money you're spending on gas going, you know, every day to one or two WalMarts or Target, that shit adds up. It's not even to me. It's not even about the money. I value my time. Oh, like I go yeah, to I go to, if I go to Walmart and Target, I like I go there for things that I need. You know, toilet paper, toothpaste, all of the things that you need to get through your life. When I'm there, I always check the figures. Right? It is just part of what my ritual is. If I'm at a Walmart or a Target, I cannot remember the last time that I went specifically to a Walmart or Target just to figure hunt. I used to do that all the time. Heel husband and I used to go to Toys R Us. We used to go to Walmart. We used to go to Target, you know, Walgreens, wherever, right? To just to check the figures. Like we would spend like an afternoon driving around town just to see what figures were out there. And now we know that legitimately there's nothing out there. So I'm not going to specifically set aside that time to go figure hunting. If I'm at that place, I'm going to check the toy section. If I'm not at that place, I'm not even thinking about the toy section at those places. Yeah. So it sounds like ringside is, is, is people have already received some of these ricochets and Ali's that's elite 69. Uh, when do you think those are going to hit stores? Like were, were those were hitting stores beginning of June, uh, from ringside and different websites, you know, the holidays, maybe like I think October, maybe, November, December, maybe Black Friday. If you go shopping, you right? might be able like, to find. Like, uh, why, why, why? If you're gonna buy it, just just do it and get it over with and save yourself. Like it's nice right now. I have nothing that I'm kind of waiting on. A pre yeah. a pre order the Vince McMahon from uh, Ringside Collectibles. Yeah, it's, and this isn't even. Let me just be clear. I don't care where you buy it from, whether you buy it from Ringside or Amazon, or if you go online somewhere, or eBay yeah, or wherever. We, we've been talking about Ringside before they were even like sponsoring our show. Yeah, like, you know, I don't. You've I don't been, care. You've been ordering them from them for years. Yeah, you, know? you don't have to. You, you don't have to use a coupon code. You don't have to use a promo code. I don't give a shit. You can use whatever coupon code promo code you want. But like I said, just think about the time that you spend. I know, listen, I love the hunt. I love to find figures on pegs. I, that's one of my favorite things is when we walk into a store and you're like, oh my God, that's a good feeling. But I can't remember the last time I had that feeling. So and at a point, it just gets frustrating to where you're like, you don't even enjoy it anymore. So do yourself a favor. If you really want these figures, you know, and there's certain ones that you want, order them online. Like that's what the internet is there for, right? Like use what the, what the freaking universe gave you, right? Um, use the freaking powers of the internet to, to bring your dreams to life. Sheena, we buried the lead on this episode. We have to give away our ringside collectible ringside exclusive. Hardy Boys 
Yeah. And we're about to announce the winner right now. Yeah, a little drum roll playing. No, I already got it. I don't even need oh, you. You just you, you just relax. Take, take, okay. take a drink of whatever chai tea you're drinking. Um, <laughs> Rob Gorman. That's Rob Woo! Rob G three two nine. Rob, you are the winner of the Hardy Boys Brewed Ringside Two Pack. I will send that out to you as soon as I hear from you. If you know Rob, let him know. Uh, are you saying Rob like Robert Root? Or are you saying Rod like Roddy Piper? Oh, I'm Piper? sorry. Rob, R-O-B. Rob, B what boy. up, Rob? Congrats, dude. Those figures are dope. Yes, they are pretty badass. And I have, I have only seen them from outside the package. You did an unboxing video on our Patreon that was really well received. And, uh, you know, it's we're in July now. We're already halfway, more than halfway through the year, Sheena. So we thought yep. this would be the perfect time yeah. for uh, me and you to do a top five list of the top five figures of 2019 so far. So I want to hear your list. I'll give you my list. I'm sure we have some of the same ones. Yeah. So these are in no particular order. Again, we'll, we'll do our top 10 figures um, of the year at the end of the year, but just kind of like doing a quick, like, you know, half, halfway, um, halfway checkpoint kind of thing. I think um, my top five, Again, in no particular order. I love the Ultimate Edition Ronda. I think you know we got finally got Ronda in her ring gear. Um, it's a it's a women's figure with double jointed elbows and like all of the articulation. Like it is just super awesome. The scans on that were were incredible. So I definitely have Ultimate Edition Ronda on there. Um, those Brood Hardy Boys that uh, Rob just won. Those are on my top five. I have them, you know, lumped together um, as one. So we're just kind of not, not going individual figures. But, yeah, those Brood Hardies are so sick. Um, they really just kind of, like, capture that that period of time with, with the Hardies. Um, and the details are incredible. So um, Elite 68 Mabel. Um, love, love that figure. Um, definitely one of the best the best figures of the year. I'll be unboxing that soon. So stay, stay tuned for that. Um, NXT Aleister Black. That figure it just like oozes <laughs> like I don't know if it's machismo or what, but it oozes something and it really, it gets me going because all the tattoos and the details um, on that are just unreal and everything about that figure. I just absolutely love. And then my man, the guy who set the figure world on fire earlier this year, the target exclusive Pete Dunn. Um, I think, I think that that figure was so super mage. Um, again, like I, I think they highly underestimated the demand for that. figure. Um, and I just think overall, like they just, they just captured him wonderfully. I, I do wish the, the face, the mouth scan was a little less Elvis Presley ish. Um, but other than that, I love everything about that figure. That's a great list, Sheena. It's very similar to my list, but I'll run through mine here. Uh, I had the Maple Elite 68. I'm also looking forward to unboxing that when I do my new generation video for the Patreon because that's one I'm going to, you know, it's, it's a completely new scan. It's a t totally new fig you know, body sculpt. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome looking figure. Uh, I love that Elite, uh, Alistair Black NXT Elite. I love the Pete Dunn Elite. Those two are on my list. Mm -hmm. I also had the Hardy Boys two pack ringside exclusive. Damn, we're we're four for four, yeah. dude. Do you have do you have a different fifth figure? I do. I have the Big Daddy Cool Diesel Retro because I feel like that was yeah. twenty years yeah. in the making. Uh, yeah, a great figure, great packaging. I have a couple honorable mentions though. Good shout. Okay, what uh, you got? AJ Styles Elite 66. I feel like if you if you just 
in your mind think of AJ Styles. Yeah. That yeah. That, that Elite 66 is perfect. And the Bludgeon Brothers, I always group them together. Those, you know, they're yeah. very, as, as the Major Brothers would say, they're very toyetic. They, they just look the part. They're cool looking uh, figures out of the package. They're, they're nice, heavy, sturdy figures. And uh, they, they definitely looked really nice unboxed. So uh, it's been a cool, uh, you know, first six months of the year. We have a bunch of, you know, Elite 67 and 68 are starting to hit, 69 starting to hit. So. Uh, I, I'm excited about this list once we get to, uh, you know, New Year's. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, I will say about that, that AJ Elite, we got the custom figure clothing to make us uh, like a, a- a uh, cloth shirt uh, for that because you know, like the clam so the clamshell shirts just don't do those figures any oh. any justice. So if you really want to take your figures to the next the next level, just um you know hit up custom custom figure shirts because dude they they really they're the official figure outfitter of Chick Foley. So that's custom underscore figure underscore shirts, um, and they make all cloth cloth gear for your for your figures, and it really just sets them off. And uh, I'm so glad that we found them. It's funny you said that. I've actually been uh, slipping into his DMs, uh, asking him to make me some of these uh, uh, club shirts, the ones that they're wearing, uh, you know, now with the, uh, the kind of the old New Japan logo on them. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, super sick. So yeah, definitely, definitely hit him up and you know see see what he can do for you. I mean, you know, like I said, they they have the Velcro back. They're made. I mean, pretty durable material. It's stretchy, but it really does. If you have those figures, you know, some of the figures come with cloth accessories, but most elite figures I feel like come with the uh, the rubber sculpted like you know clamshell shirts. So yeah, take take your shit next level and get you some custom figure shirts. There you go. If you feel free to hit us up with your top five list, you can uh, just probably the best thing is tweet us at Chick Foley Show or at Chick Foley on Instagram. Yeah. There, uh, like I said, we'll be back here next week uh, with a full rundown of every all the news from uh, San Diego Comic Con. There's a bunch uh, a bunch of new uh, unveilings about to come down the pike here. Uh, before we get out of here, though, let's do our um, let's do our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Actually, no. Yeah. Do we have a random merch? We do have a random yeah, merch. Yeah, I, I do have a I do have a random merch. Um, I didn't necessarily find this on eBay, but the MVP Marco Denton he um showed up in the Patreon Facebook page this week, and he had purchased this Hulk Hogan Rock and Wrestling like sticker sticker album book thing. Um, and it was like if it was it was still sealed in the package. It came with like multiple packs of like stickers and all these things. It was so so super cool. Um, and I was like, you know. The, the collector part of me was like, oh, my God, like, you know, don't open it. But then, like, the Mark part of me was like, open it. I want to see what the stickers are. You know, each pack has seven um, full-color stickers. And so I found this thing. I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram when we when we post the episode. But um, I found this thing. I haven't found one that's in the package with the stickers. I mean, Marco, like, he... He, I don't know where he got that, but I said he got it at a local comic shop. Um, but I did find on eBay that the book, the album, and I was looking at the album and it's so cool. Like it just hits me right in the feel spot, even though this was 1986 and this was kind of like before, you know, I was like into wrestling. I was born in 1985. So obviously it's a one year old, um, you know, I, I wasn't into the rock and wrestling era, but, um, obviously I know about the rock and wrestling era and they have this secret decoder in there. So it's like this little red piece of like, you remember the 3d glasses that were like the red and blue and it's like a red piece of film. Um, and there's like these little red, 
um, things with like, you know, comic strips underneath them and you put the, the red piece of film over them and then it unveils the comic. Um, and you like put that through the whole like little comic book and it's super neat. Um, so that was only, it was only eight, nine, there's six people watching it, but it's eight 99 or best offer with $3 and 38 uh, since shipping. So, uh, yeah, if you just look up Hulk Hogan, rock and wrestling sticker collection or whatever, it will, it will come up and you'll see a bunch of different albums and stuff, but one of them actually comes with the little red decoder. So that is the random merch of the week. So thanks Marco for hooking that up. Um, and, uh, you know, showing me something that I had never seen before. Yeah. This, this looks like brand new out of the box. This, I can't believe this is from like 25, 30 years ago. This looks like totally i don't know where marco found this like you said at a comic book shop but yes yeah, he, he like, went to a local yeah a local shop yeah it's completely unadulterated like i mean it doesn't even look like old you know yeah it looks brand new like you said i actually have a i've never done this before i have a random merch of the week as well from one of what? our one of our listeners what, what, what? yeah oh my yes God. from a, a brother a brother from another mother chris anayanis who is actually a patreon subscriber as well he found the um, Slim Jim Macho Man display unit, and he asked me some questions about it, and I don't know if you know the answers to these, but he uh, he has a buddy who's, I guess, his uh, uncle was getting rid of a bunch of stuff. He was a big collector and found one of these and, like, you know, all wrapped up, saved away, and it's the same one. I'll, I'll post the picture to it. Uh, he, he sent me the picture, and it was the same one that you're looking for. Um, are we sure that these are old? These are like new, a new display because the, the one he showed me, he said it had a bunch of mold and kind of rot on the bottom of it. He scrubbed it up and made it look nice, um, but it's like uh, you know, kind of an old looking thing. You can follow him on Instagram, C E A one two eight four, if you don't already. But he posted a picture of it, and it's pretty legit looking. It's a pretty cool looking um, display. And I wow. kind of understand why you why you want it now, but uh, yeah, he's he's wondering if this is a new thing or if this is old. I'm, I mean, I'm the, kind of the wondering new the ones... same because I don't know I don't know if they're able to make Macho Macho Man stuff after he's passed away. Well, the new ones, I mean, the new ones. Well, they've made Macho Man figures, you know what I mean. True, so true, why, true. why why wouldn't they be able to make? And they've made merch, you know what I mean. Like um, you know that when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame and everything, I mean, they sold like you know freaking boatloads of merch um and i mean at hot topic i mean i feel like that year everybody had that purple macho man shirt with the glasses like that you know the signature macho man shirt so yeah i mean they definitely can make macho man merch um but the the ones for the the slim gym displays that just came out i mean those are those are new but they may have been modeled after an older yeah, vintage yeah. version. You know what I mean? Like they, they could just be reproductions of the old Slim Jim um, display. So I would have to take a look at it. That's pretty freaking cool. I mean, obviously not cool. That it's got mold on it, but um, that is, that is pretty cool. I mean, obviously the new ones, they don't look new in, you know what I mean? It could totally be a reproduction, right? Because they don't look like, they're not like it's not like a new concept, or they don't look very yeah. modern. Yeah. Don't look very modern. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. But yeah, the um, that's really cool that he found that. I've I've seen a couple people that have that have found them, and I'm super jealous. So I'm hoping one of these years, you know, uh, the one will just show up somewhere in a, at a antique store or something. I actually reached out to one of my bigger liquor stores and said, "Hey, who sells you guys Slim Jims?" And he said, "What the fuck? Why why do you want to know that? Like the most random question ever." I'm like. I'm looking for something. Can you give me, you know, he's like, well, this is the guy he works for this. Like, you know, it's a distributor that sells like, you know, potato chips and all that kind of stuff. So like, I'm just like texting him about like 
God, I need to find out who sells you Slim Jims. I'm like, this is what my life has become. I'm like begging someone to find out who sells the store Slim Jims to find out if they have this display piece. But, you know, you know. Well, yeah, they need to make. You remember the old Jeff Foxworthy? You might be a redneck if they need to set. They need to make a new version. Like you, you might, might be a fake collector if. Yeah, or you might be a mark if. Um, I feel like I feel like those could really get over. Um, but yeah, so um, that is the random merch. I do have a retro wrestling recommendation of the week too, um, and we're taking it all good. the way. Yeah, we're taking it all the way back to two thousand and six. Uh, it was ECW, WWE, ECW, one night stand. Um, and specifically the main event, which is John Cena versus RVD. I thought this match was appropriate because we are rolling into extreme rules. Extreme rules is in Philadelphia. So why wouldn't I pick, you know, this, this ECW one night stand? Um, the crowd was just raucous at this event. I mean, there was like, I mean, chance of Cena swallows, same old shit. I mean, they were like not going to be quieted down. Um, the match itself was really awesome. Um, it was definitely an ECW crowd, and um, you should you should absolutely go back and watch this. Phil, um, when I told him that this was going to be the retro wrestling recommendation of the week, he he like popped a little bit. So I'm curious to see like what his what your what's your affinity with this match? Like what's your connection with this uh, with this show? It's just a, a perfect clash of like the ECW hardcore fans like cheering for Rob Van Tam and like the exact polar opposite with with John Cena and John Cena throws his shirt into the crowd they three, throw it three back. or four times and they throw it fucking back to him and the pops just keep getting louder and louder. I mean, it's yeah. the ultimate like everyone in that arena just was like wanting blood. It's just like oh my god. And our, our buddy Darius is going up to that Evolve show this weekend. It's going to be in that ECW arena. And I, I would, I would, I mean, f- fuck the Evolve show. Like, I don't care who's wrestling on it. I would go to a wrestling show just to, just to go to that ECW arena. It's probably, you know, I've, I've watched so many shows just from, you know, on YouTube and whatever from there. It, it's, yeah. prob- it's probably so cool to be in that, that small, smelly little place with a bunch of guys that don't wear deodorant. Um, but uh, yeah, this this match I've watched this match like maybe every two months or so. I I just I just can't get enough of it. It's so good. Rob Van Dam is one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. John Cena is probably not too far behind him, and it's just like ah oh, man, it's just so good. Like they they just hating on the the Cena and you know being shoved down your throat. It's just uh the the perfect crowd for this match, you know. Yeah, um, it, it, it is awesome. Um, I, let me just tell you, we saw Rob Van Dam. You know, you think of Rob Van Dam. I, like, literally walked right behind him. I have a picture of me, like, like arm's distance walking right behind him at WrestleCon. Um, you know, because it was, like, the first like WrestleCon at WrestleMania 31 and it was like a shit show. And there was like, there was like legends and super like, you know, just running around everywhere. Like, you know, you could just run up on Hillbilly gym, like, you know, sitting outside on a step and you're like, Oh dude, you know? And then like, uh-huh. yeah, like I said, Rob Van Dam was like just walking right in front of me. And I just looked up and I'm like, Holy shit, that's Rob Van Dam. Um, but anyway, so I, I saw him there, and then when I saw him at WrestleMania, um, it was at WrestleMania 34, uh, no, no, sorry, 33, um, we were at WrestleCon, and he was like, you know, you think of Rob, Rob Van Dam as like this like stoner, like badass, just like, you know, hardcore guy, and dude, 
he was giving this like spiel on like classic filmography and nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. Like the, the whoever was interviewing him, asked him a question. And he was just like, yeah, I like to spend my time, you know, watching like classic films. And he went down this fucking rabbit hole for like 15 minutes. The, like the guy kept trying to break in and like, you know, um, like get on another question. But like, he was just on a roll, man. And me and Seth were looking at each other like, what the hell is Rob Van Dam smoking? Because he is going on a freaking tangent about some damn, you know, like classic films and stuff. So um, it's funny just to see like, you know, you, the people that you see on TV, like when you watch this match and just know that this guy's like at home, like watching, you know, like Turner classic movies. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so that that is your retro wrestling recommendation of the week and um yeah let's go ahead and get into some listener mail so do you have anything in the mailbag uh while i pull it up sheena you have one from our our good buddy marco so i got i guess i'll make the announcement now i should have done it earlier marco is going to be our intern here on the show but i i think there's, there's a caveat to it i got a bunch of requests from folks yeah, I have uh, some too. Yeah. So I think we're going to do a rotating cast of people. So Marco's going to do it for maybe a month and we'll see how, you know, who else wants to do it and things like that because um, I want to get a bunch of people involved, a bunch of listeners involved. But Marco's going to jump on with us. He's going to be, you know, kind of silent in the background. He'll he'll fact check everything we listen to and talk to. And we'll, you know, we'll ask his opinion on stuff when we when we need it and uh it'll be pretty fun so uh marco denton the mvp will be our starting next week he'll be the uh official intern of the chick foley show sheena but uh you know if you're interested in joining us we're we're, we're still taking applications man i think it's we have something fun to do I, i'm excited about it yeah i have some in my dms too that i need to get back to again it's just been a crazy week so um you know like i said and just know like you know, we're casual, but if you're going to, if you're going to intern, you got to come correct. You got to be ready on your Google pad just to like, you know, br- bring the facts. You're not here just to drink beer and, uh, yeah. you know, let yeah. it, let us sound like goons, right? Like you got it. You got to make sure that we're, we're on our P's and Q's and that our audience is getting the, the top of the tip top of the information. Right. So, um, anyway, I'm going to read this email from, from Marco. It says, Hey, my favorite people. I know you have a lot of questions from other Foley fan members, so I'll keep it short and sweet. My question this week pertains to stranger things things sort of a portion of the show is about being a teen having different experiences and going through life not knowing what's next so my question to you guys is and i and i hope you answer what was it like during the day uh, what was it like during the day in life of young sheena and young phil in middle and high school as always Um, you guys you guys are two of the most electrifying hosts in podcasting entertainment uh, today if you smell what the mvp is cooking peace out um so do you want to go first or you you want me to well i do i do want to say the the newest season of stranger things is so fucking good have you watched it oh yeah i thought you were about to like bury it and i was gonna i was gonna roast you because it oh no sheena the tone the tone of your voice was like going really sideways and i was like if he says it's garbage i'm about to school him because i it was so it was the opposite it It was so it was so good like the first two seasons like you can ask me right now what happened i don't remember anything about them i love that i love the first they were they were good I, i don't dislike them but i just feel like they just didn't like it was kind of more convoluted and this you know everything was done well i think they had the storylines that kind of came together at the perfect time. Uh, yeah. If you know, if you if you don't watch it, I would go back back and watch from the beginning because it's a great show. But the third season is is definitely where it's at. 
That's really yeah. Good. It yeah. really comes into its own, and the, the kids are getting a little bit older. It's really that coming of age um, season where they're kind of just coming into their own. And I absolutely love it. I won't spoil anything for you. Maybe we'll talk about it later after you know we feel like more people have had a chance to watch. But um, I just finished it uh, last night, and I was on a binge and. Dude, I didn't realize it was the finale and I was not ready. I was not ready. I was just like going through like like all the episodes were playing. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, no, this is the end. Wait, I'm watching the finale right now. So like halfway through the finale, I kind of realized like, oh, my God, this is the last episode. Um, And it just it was so awesome. I feel like it was a much more. it was a little bit, it was a lot more graphic this season than in previous seasons, do you think? Like, I felt like there was a lot more, like, like stress and suspense in this in this season than, than in seasons prior. Yeah, episode four, the, the final episode is great, but episode four had me, like, almost ready to, like, take some more blood pressure medicine. I was super... Super stressed out. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to remember back what I happened can't, during it. I need to I need to look back. Do you remember the title of the episode? Because I can't differentiate. Because I was literally uh, like lay, I was laying on my couch. I told you, Hill husband's gone. So I've just been like total like couch potato. Like you know, <laughs> Netflix. Netflix is like, are you still watching? I'm like, stop asking, asshole. Like yes, of course, of course I'm, still I'm watching. Of course I'm still here. You know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, if you haven't watched Ranger Things, you need to get on it, uh, because it, this season is really, really good. Um, but back to Marco's question at hand, the, the life of Sheena Phelps or, uh, Sheena, Sheena Sadler. I don't think I've ever unveiled my, uh, Sadler? my maiden name. Sadler, <laughs> Sadler S-A-D-L-E-R. Uh, Sheena Sadler was my maiden name. That was me back in the day. Um, I was just very, it's, it's. Like I said, I played sports. I was I was an athlete, but I grew up in such a, a super super small town. Um, so the day to day was like literally. I rode the bus. I was a bus riding kid. My both my parents worked, so I had to get my ass up and get on the bus. You know, I didn't have I didn't have parents to take me to school like now. Everybody in 2019, like if you don't take your kids to school, that's basically abuse in 2019. Um, but. Uh, I rode the bus to school and go to school and, you know, do my, do my thing there. I was always a good student, like, you know, A's and B's. I was a class clown, Phil. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if my humor comes across in, in, you know, this show or not, but, uh, I'm a freaking goof dude. Like I will do anything. Like I love a dare and I love to just like, you know, like show out. Um, but yeah, I was total class clown status. Um, when I was, when I was growing up. Man, I was the same way. I was a total class clown. That's funny. Uh, if you couldn't tell already from uh, listening to me on the show, uh, I don't. I don't know. I. Uh, I talking talking high school. Middle school, school, middle school, high school. Yeah, middle school, high school. Yeah, I'm in a carpool with some kids, and uh, I was I was a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not not like the not the most popular, but definitely not a dork. Kind of like right in the you know right in the middle, right in the happy spot. I had some good friends. Yeah. Um, I went to private school and for high school, so a lot of a lot of my friends kind of went like half and half. Some went to the same yeah. private school, some went to public school. So I was never like totally like in the same clique as everybody. Um, I just I did I was- not I did not like high school. That's for sure. Oh, really? See, I, I mean, I loved high school. I, I mean, I, I was that person. I was nice to everybody. Like, I had Which friends from experience all, I mean, obviously, like, prefer? in high school, it's very clear there's different cliques, there's different, like, social groups and things like that. Um, I feel like there's, like, a clear delineation. I don't know how it is now in high school, but when I was in high school, it was like you kind of see in the movies. Like, you got the jocks, you got the band nerds, you got, like, you know, the weirdos. Like, it, it's, it's you got those, like, clear, clear lines of delineation. I was 
one of those people that I could like meld to whatever group of people I was around and I was friendly and kind to everybody I was around. I was never like, I was never a bully, um, anything like that. But, um, I definitely ran with like the popular kids, but I felt like I was not a popular kid. Does that make sense? Like, I felt like I was at like the low man on the totem pole with the popular kids, right? Like I've always felt like they were more popular than me. Maybe it's because like, they just like, you know, had more money and their parents, like, you know, I was like total, like middle, like lower middle class type of type of life, you know? And I felt like they were always like had nicer clothes and nicer, you know, houses and stuff like that. So, but they all liked me, you know, (laughs) they always invited me to their slumber parties and to their birthday parties and all of those types of things. So uh, I was right in there with them, but it's just funny how you perceive yourself versus like your peers, you know, like I always thought like I was like the, you know, lesser, lesser than, and I was like lucky to be hanging with like the cool kids, you know, but I also like, I could go with a group of band nerds and be like, just like fit in like a freaking round peg in a hole. If I, had, if I had like three wishes that one of, one of my wishes would be to be, have like all my memories back from like when I was young, because I, I feel like I've just forgotten so much stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have, I have the worst memory for stuff like that. But I started working when I was like 14. I started dishwashing and then became like a cook. So like, you know, I, you know, I was working like 40, 60 hour weeks when I was in high school. So my, you know, my, my good friends, I kind of like, I still hung out with them, but I was like, a lot of my good friends became, you know, the guys that are still hanging out with today is guys I worked with in the restaurant business. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you get into some bad habits during doing that stuff, maybe smoking a little and drinking a little, but, um, Oh, the, the restaurant, the restaurant industry coming from someone whose family owns restaurants. I've worked in the restaurant industry. It's very, very conducive to being a alcoholic and getting yourself into trouble and things of that nature. So it definitely puts on some bad habits. Even if you don't go to the extreme, being in the restaurant industry really tries your, <laughs> your health and yeah, your uh yeah. your uh moral values you, you learn some good you learn do you learn some good like you know how to oh, work li- hard, how to work hard and stuff like yeah that, and so. some and some great life lessons definitely um you know are you you appreciate things a lot more when you've worked when you've worked in the restaurant industry but yeah um i didn't have a i mean i babysat in high school but i didn't have like a real job like that you know we lived way out in the country so i was like a country girl too like riding four-wheelers i was it was funny because my uh heel husband if something was getting sold the other day or on like American pickers, I can't remember what we were watching at my in-laws house. And I was like, he's like, what the hell is that? And I was like, it's a shotgun shell reloader. And he was like, how the hell do you know that? Cause I was like, I used to reload, I used to reload shotgun shells. Like my dad shot clay pigeons and I, he, we had a reloader and like one side of it had powder. One side of it had, you know, the shot and you like reload the empty shells, you know? And it's just like, it's funny how, like we talked about last week, how like multifaceted people are, you know, like I grew up in the country, like feeding bottle calves and helping my friend, you know, at, at our chicken houses and things like that. And then I also like, ran with popular kids and played sports, you know? So I was just kind of like that, that kid that was in all, all things. And I'm still kind of like that. I have, I have friends from all different groups. Like if you got, like we talked about with the social situations, like if you got all of my groups of friends in one place, you'd be like, what the, how the hell do these people know each other? (laughs) You know? So yeah, that's a great question, Marco. Hopefully we answered it, you know, and gave you some good insight about young Sheena, young Sheena and Phil, but um, you got any mail back? No, no, I think that's good for now. I'm, I, oh. uh, if I think of some good stories from my uh, younger days, I'll bring them up when Marco's on the show next week on his first interning gig. But uh, Marco, you get you get to ask us a question in real time next week. Woo-hoo. And uh, we'll be here. We'll record Thursday night for Friday morning next week. We'll do a complete recap on San Diego Comic Con, 
and of course recapping uh, Extreme Rules and all the stuff going on this weekend. Enjoy the wrestling, folks, and yeah. just know that there's something for everybody out there. So if you know you're watching something you don't like, you know, just wait till the next match might get better. So yeah, for sure. And don't be an asshole on social media. That's another thing. But, yeah, especially Twitter. Come over to Instagram. See the light. Oh, man. Instagram. There's so many great people on there just uh, putting out some cool pictures of stuff. It's, you know, no bullshit. It's nice. Uh, but if you're, if you're if you're still listening, you're you're two hours plus here of me and Sheena yeah, talking. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I feel no. like I'm like I'm I feel like I'm like Bruce Pritcharding you guys. Like, I'm like holy shit. I looked at the timer and it was like two hours. Um, so yeah, we'll you know we'll we'll give you some you know compressed episodes as we move on. But yeah, we've had a lot of stuff with AEW and WWE and trying to cover it all. I mean, damn, it's it's a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week and uh, enjoy the wrestling. Have a good one. So a gunslinger, no millimeter, this is my arena I'm the black widow with a bad stinger And I make you scream like a bad singer I'm everything that you wanna be plus more Since there's no heroes anymore Jump out the window, then put the mask on Who the bad man that the man got a bash on? Hope we'll never link up Blink and you will see us Don't press the ink up